Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband, and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week, we're recording live from the Harrington High Football Stadium discussing the 1998 sci-fi horror film, The Faculty. This film was directed by Robert Rodriguez with a story from David Wechter and Bruce Kimmel and a screenplay by Kevin Williamson. Though Wechter and Kimmel wrote this script in 1990, no one was willing to give it a chance. But after the success of Scream, Miramax purchased the script and gave it to Kevin Williamson to work his magic. Keeping the core story but adding the flavor of teen drama that Williamson is known for, the faculty was born. This film was recommended to us by friends of the show Jimmy Comer and Paige Chartrand. We want to thank each of them for their suggestions and for listening. Thank you, Jimmy, and thank you, Paige. So, what did you guys think about the faculty the first time you saw it? I'm sure you can hear me smiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in there. I heard it. I've been waiting so long. Uh, I remember really liking this movie when it came out. Again, I was 14. So I was going to say, so yeah. what happened? <laughs> I'm an adult now. Who hurt you, JP? <laughs> Who hurt you? Uh, I don't hate this movie because it reminds me of being 14 again. Mm-hmm. But I hate this movie because it reminds me of being 14 again. <laughs> But it's not bad. I, it, I, I'm going to give it some shit, but it's not bad. I, I knew you would. Yeah. I love the preemptive. I'm going to talk <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, man, this movie, we fucking, this movie had been on the schedule how many times? Several. It's been like six months of us wanting to cover this movie. <laughs> yes. Honestly, wanting to cover. It's been since we started the show. Yeah. yeah. But Nay and I, I mean, shit, we were single digits. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So this was like, honestly, well, but we had the little baptism through Kevin Williamson's work with Scream. Yep. At also a very young age. Yep. But then when we got to this one, I don't know what it was about this one, but there was something very special about this film to me and still is. Part of it, this might not make a lot of sense, but I remember really liking Men in Black when I was a kid. You were obsessed with Men in Black. So maybe fucking, you know, aliens and shit. Yeah. That thing. I mean, who doesn't love aliens? We all love aliens. This And this movie is basically The Breakfast Club with aliens. Yeah. The Breakfast Club and The Thing had a baby. Yeah. And the faculty was born. All right. And I'll babysit that kid. I love it. Oh, yeah. I'll adopt that kid. What are you talking about? (laughs) I, I think, I mean, this film for me, I love the cast. Yes, the cast is fucking bananas. It's it's such a really good ensemble. J- the students and the teachers. Yeah. I think that's what kind of hurt the movie for me. Because mm. there's a lot of big names. And I know at the time they weren't. Yeah. Exactly. But watching it now, I'm like, like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just so many. I'm distracted. I'm like, what the fuck? Too they much doing talent. There? Yeah. There's too much talent it's, in this I'm film. like, why? What why a- did you shove all these people in there? But that's me thinking now uh-huh. as to where, like your sister pointed out. And I was like, no, you're right. At the time, they probably were all just starting out. You uh-huh. weren't even Frodo but, yet, man. Yeah. But, yeah, but now I'm like. Like, you're not in the Shire. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, what is this? You're only allowed to yeah. be in the Shire. <laughs> and no. It's like, aren't you uh, Lori's kid or some shit? Oh, yeah. 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 It's like, what the fuck? Well, in that timeline. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fucking you're good right. Lord. Not no mo. Mm-mm. I, I think it goes without saying I'm fucking obsessed with the faculty. I love the faculty. It has been an unwavering love since, like you said, single digits. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, because this has been on the schedule several times and kept having to get moved for one reason or another. And I was kind of waiting to revisit it until, mm-hmm. you know, we were going to cover it. Right. And so 
John Paul's talking all his shit. And, <laughs> oh, that's an MTV movie and da, 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 da. And I'm defending, defending. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, what if it doesn't hold up? <laughs> like, mm. I'm going to have fucking egg on my face. It holds up. God damn it. Um. For me, it got a little bit better because when I was younger, I didn't fully appreciate the kevin williamson meta-ness of what they're doing and you can look at it and be like okay invasion of the body snatchers and they're like no yeah invasion of the body like we know what we're doing i think that's something that's so important is that they're i know when it came out the critics did not like it right of course they didn't yeah i know what did roger Roger ebert Ebert? yeah (laughs) (laughs) but that's what i'm saying like when it came out i enjoyed it i was like oh this is fucking great but I think I think the reason they didn't like it is they saw it. That that's the problem is that a lot of times whenever you're doing a lot of homages, people mm-hmm. see it as a ripoff. All right, but all right. It, it's totally done with love. I right. feel like when you're like literally, this is just like that one movie. Yeah, the, you're not ripping it off. Yeah. You're no. saying, you know, you're you're being self-referential. Yeah, and of course, as a kid, that shit went right over my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get it, and I feel like it wasn't as blatant as Scream. No, because I was. Saying Saying earlier, when you're watching Scream, if, even when you're a child, mm-hmm. you get why it's funny that Jamie Kennedy is saying behind you, Jamie, when there's a killer behind yeah. him. You don't and need. I will say it's a lot easier to get those jokes when mom and dad are like, oh, his name is actually. <laughs> <true>. <laughs> so that helps. Even if you don't know his name, like, you know why that's yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. This is, I feel like, self-referential in a more subtle way, mm-hmm. which I feel like Kevin Williamson has a tendency to go overboard with it. Mm-hmm. And this is just like the perfect, it's the perfect level for me. There's one character that needs to calm down a little bit as far <laughs> as like up. saying shit, like very Kevin Williamson. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think everyone else is fine. And it does hold up for me. My The thing that surprised me the most is that Robert Rodriguez directed this. Yeah. I didn't even remember yeah, that I didn't until know we, that at we all. got back in. I'm like, what? I don't know if it's because it doesn't feel like a Rodriguez picture. No. Right. This is like post from dusk till dawn, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. I was surprised I know. about that. It feels like pre. Yeah. Because you're it, like... Because that's so stylistic. Yeah. This is more kind of conventional. Yeah. Like, if you had told me that Wes Craven directed this, I might believe you. Be like, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can You know see what that. I mean? Yeah. But no, he just, it's its nuts. And following his career, I'm such a big fan of his work. Mm-hmm. And to have it known that he made one of my favorite 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a treat for me, personally. It, he did it for you. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> now, before we take control of this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's take a dip. So we open on a football field, and the kids aren't all right by the offspring is playing, and I'm already (laughs) like, yes. As soon as it happened, I'm like, this is already good. (laughs) The aggressively 90s soundtrack, I'm on board. It really is. But the team is practicing and coach Joe Willis, played by Robert Patrick, is not happy. He's screaming and cussing at them. And when the team finally disperses, we see that two of the football players are Stan Rosato, played by Sean Hattesey, and Gabe Santora, played by Usher Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> Usher, baby. Usher. Usher. Yeah. Usher. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know we had to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> 
He was on so much of the marketing, but he is barely he's, in this yeah. movie. <laughs> barely in I, it. I could have swore he was in the movie more. Yeah. I was like, I remember. all over the fucking yeah. posters for no reason. There are posters with him and not Sean Hattesey. <laughs> oh, wow. That's and it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, he's only one of the main. Yeah. I, I did want to point out because it, it's it's just weird, but the coach calls them pussy pukes. Mm. <laughs> and I I mean, that that's out of line, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, anatomically, he's not wrong. Pardon me? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Biology. Biologically, he's not M- wrong. Maybe that's a, a tease of the science uh, to come. <laughs> sure. It was on purpose. Oh, yeah. But as they start to walk off the field, the coach calls out to Stan. He starts to offer him advice, but follows it up by telling him to either get focused or get the fuck off his team. Usher's like, don't worry about it. Just got to let it burn. Yeah. <laughs> Take it nice and slow. <laughs> the coach storms off angrily and when stan starts to go after him gabe is like you know let it burn coach willis flips the bench dumping gatorade containers everywhere which i mean it was practice it didn't lose the calm down yeah but that's how high school football coaches are lord and they filmed this in texas (laughs) and this is i I know it takes place in ohio but they filmed it in texas and this is very texas football attitude yeah yeah it honestly, like, watching it, I was like, yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that my coach? Yeah. yeah. I know people could watch it and be like, holy shit. But yeah, it's like, no, no, you did not. That's what it is. And of course, it's in Texas. It's Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we close up on the coach's feet as he goes after the sprinkler on the field, too. Just nobody's safe. Equal opportunity. Yeah. Yes. When the sprinkler continues to cough up water, he bends down and covers it with his hand. Someone starts to approach him from behind and he tells the mystery person that this better be good. A shadow falls over Coach Willis and he turns over his shoulder and asks, yeah, what? And it fades to black. I did have a fun fact about Robert Patrick, though. I know you guys already know, but if anybody didn't know, he's the he's who they modeled physically Dale Gribble from King of the Hill after. That's amazing. And yeah, that's all I see when I see him. Well, I I've know him more from terminator, terminator of too. Course. yeah but when you had first told me that i was like well it's right there i was like fuck he's literally yeah. dale for me this is kind of the first of many horror re- references because mm-hmm. this is straight like friday the 13th status yeah, yeah. oh it's you what, what are, are you, you so about? <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many more to come and a lot of them in all fairness are very good homages but they are not subtle period yeah. no but I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's just part of the fun. They're not, this isn't for the scholars. No, you no, know no. what I mean? But we cut to the faculty lounge where Principal Valerie Drake, played by B.B. Newworth, is breaking bad news to the staff. She tells Mrs. Brummel, played by Susan Willis, that there's no money in the budget for new computers. So certainly Mr. John Tate, played by Daniel Von Bargen, is not getting a field trip to New York City like he asked for it. I'm sorry, but you're in Ohio, Cayuga. Yeah. We tried it. I was going to say... <laughs> a lot of people may know him as Kruger from Seinfeld which I also know him as but he was also in the underrated (laughs) Stephen King Jim thinner and there's been a lot of (laughs) there's been a hot debate in the Podmortem community shout out to Gory Bits and Bobby Holmes for being on the right side of history and I apologize to the two of you I would like I would like to point out that JP and I are not on the wrong side of history we I enjoy thinner I just enjoy it it for different reasons (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's what you're missing. Yeah, we, nobody said it's a bad yeah. movie. Well, wow, that's um, how I'm interpreting it. And we will cover uh, it. I cannot wait. And you will hear our full thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she finally breaks the news to Mrs. Karen Olson, played by Margaret White herself, Piper Laurie. I forgot about I this. I did too. Yeah. This was a thrill. Yeah. I was very excited about this. Because she is fantastic. But she breaks it to her that they don't have money to put on the musical this year. Mrs. Olson looks heartbroken, but Mr. Tate is pissed because he bets the football team is going to get all their new jerseys and their equipment. Principal Drake doesn't mince words. This is a football town. So, yes, they're getting their jerseys and whatever else they ask for, because this is what both the school board and the parents want. But she's frustrated, too, like. She's like, my hands are tied. Was this filmed in San Angelo? I think so. (laughs) Remember when we got that giant billboard for our high school and the theater had like, we had nothing? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, my acting partner was a rat. (laughs) (laughs) Was the rat from Evil Dead too? Yeah, it was. (laughs) But we cut to them leaving the meeting. It's nighttime outside and Mrs. Brummel and Mr. Tate leave complaining to each other about what just happened inside. But Mrs. Olson stays behind to tell Principal Drake that the drama kids really had their hearts set on doing Guys and Dolls. And Principal Drake is like, well, I'm sorry, I forgot my keys. <laughs> she goes back inside. There's a joke there. I can't remember the name of the play that she... Our Town. Our Town. The joke, I read on IMDb, she's like, well, they can just use the set from Our Town. As it turns out, Our Town doesn't have a set. What a bitch. <laughs> so you understand why people don't like her. Yes. <laughs> But Principal Drake walks back through the dark school alone, singing a song from Guys and Dolls, which is really just insult to injury. Yeah, she's like, I bet you'd love to be doing this. (laughs) (laughs) She gets to her office, but hears a door opening somewhere else. When she goes to investigate, there's no one there. She goes back to her desk, grabs her keys, and turns around to see Coach Willis just standing there. She's like, what do you want? And he's like, you look very pretty. Nope, none of that. She asks if he's been drinking and he's like, I don't mean to bother you, but and then he looks at the cup of pencils and scissors on her desk and he's like, I need a pencil. (laughs) He's like scary. He's very scary. And I do want to point out that just looking at that cup, the pencils are not House on Haunted Hill status sharp. They're fucking sharp. They're fucking sharp, (laughs) dude. I don't keep I don't keep pencils that sharp. Like (laughs) No, because you're just asking for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To be stabbed with the pencil. Yes. Did you see House on Haunted Hill 1999? Don't make it easier on him. (laughs) Yeah, don't help. But she tells him he doesn't need a pencil. He just needs to sleep it off. When he continues to ask for one, she's like, fuck it, here. She gives him one and then tries to leave, but he won't move out of the doorway. He keeps on with his, you look very, very pretty shit. And when she starts to tell him off, he grabs her hand and stabs the sharp pencil through it completely, like stigmata style. Mm -hmm. That's that's another one I want to cover, by the way. Yes. Stigmata. Absolutely, Yeah. yeah. Megan over on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we need to get that on the schedule. Shout out to Megan. Shout out to Megan. <laughs> we love Megan. Of course. But he pulls the pencil back out as she screams and he inspects the blood on it saying, I always wanted to do that. <laughs> she uses her keys and scratches his face and takes the opportunity to fucking chop down the hallway. But the door to the school is now locked with a chain. And she just came through there. Mm-hmm. So, see, for me, I was like, did he do that before he came in? That's or? what I thought. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll get to that in know, a second. Yeah. I do want to point out while we're still here, as she's running in the hall, I'm like, this is clearly Marco Beltrami's score because it sounds right. exactly like Scream. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and as it's the way it's shot and everything, I was like, if you just started here, I would think Ghostface was chasing her. Oh, uh. absolutely. Yeah. Did I miss this scene? <laughs> yeah. The print, the other principal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Henry Winkler. God damn. 
But Coach Willis switches on the intercom and asks for Mrs. Drake to report to the principal's office. And as a kid, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> She's the principal. She's about to get detention, man. Is yeah. <laughs> that's why we were worried. It's not? No, it's not. Oh. But she runs down the halls trying different doors to get out of the school. She finally ducks into a science lab, but Coach Willis comes running after her, blowing his whistle. Which I'm like, she knows where you are, dude. <laughs> but she's fine. No, I'm just laughing because he's using the intercom, the whistle. Yeah, he's it's, not. He's not scared. He's having fun with it. He is insult to injury. Well, there's nobody there. No, no. <laughs> but she's able to fight him off and grabs a pair of scissors and runs. When she gets back to the front door, Mrs. Olson is standing there because she forgot her grade book. Principal Drake runs to the door and begs Mrs. Olson to unlock it. She tells her that Coach Willis has attacked her, but Mrs. Olson doesn't have her keys. Principal Drake then realizes that she's left hers in the office. Mrs. Olson wants to go get help, but Principal Drake is like, no, just stay and talk to me. Yeah. And then I'd be like, I'm sorry, dude. Stay and talk to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you help. <laughs> but she makes her way back into the office, holding up her scissors, ready to stab. As soon as she grabs her keys, Mrs. Olson begins to scream that he's coming. Principal Drake steps into the hall and Coach Willis is just standing there. She runs for the door and starts unlocking it. But Coach Willis starts with a walk, then breaks out into a run toward her fucking Terminator style. Mm -hmm. But Principal Drake gets on the other side of the door just in time. As he's standing at the end of the hall, he like touches his wound. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was going to be like corn syrup. <laughs> Same <laughs> stuff they used in. <laughs> Big's Blood and Carrie. Yeah. Which is funny because Carrie's mom's yeah. outside. Yeah. <laughs> But she slams the door and starts to put the chain back on. Mrs. Olson helps her hold the door closed as Coach Willis bangs on it. But Principal Drake drops her scissors and Miss Olson picks them up for her. She finally gets the door locked, trapping Coach Willis inside the school. She turns to Mrs. Olson, who is just staring at her. She stabs Principal Drake repeatedly with the scissors. Coach Willis is just watching everything yeah. as Principal Drake falls to the ground. Looking down on her, Mrs. Olson repeats the sentiment. I've always wanted to do that. It fades to black, and we finally get the title card, The Faculty. So, Miss Frizzle fucked her up. <laughs> she did. I don't know why. She did. I um, As I'm watching it, I'm like, well, it's a cautionary tale. Yeah. Be nice to your coworkers, number one. Right. And don't give all the money to the football team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's all I took out of it. Mm -hmm. So, with all this that just happened, again, I'm teleported back to being 14. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, there's something on MTV about some news shit. I don't know what's happening. Kurt Loader. Yeah, I gotta. Well, I'm. I, it's the news because I hear the voice. Yeah. Uh, I gotta go drop off a bag of weed, and I have no idea how I'm getting there. <laughs> but I'm 14, so this is straight MTV era movie, and I'm not mad. So as, far, as I'm not long mad. as you're not mad, because yeah. I feel like you say MTV movie as a pejorative, and it hurts my feelings. Well, sometimes it doesn't work. And but it's working so far. So far, okay, then I'm, I'm in. Chime in when we oh, start losing. Okay. Okay. No, I will. I will. <laughs> like, and you lost me. Yeah, I will. I do want to say, because they play with a lot of different subgenres in this film. Right. Because uh -huh. that was a straight slasher movie. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. starts as a slasher. Mm -hmm. and That's why it kind of takes a turn and you're like, oh, this is what we're doing? Yeah. It does not feel that way to begin with. But in the morning, we're on the outside of the high school. A car is fucking Tokyo drifting through the parking lot <laughs> before pulling in and parking across multiple spots. 
So I don't know how it was. I already saw you shaking uh, your head. Yeah. At y'all's high school. No. But if this dude did that, we would have beat his ass. <laughs> like, dude, you children play here, you, you fat cow. <laughs> dude, what are you doing? You're fucking coming in here all crazy. And for how he's driving and there's nobody in his way, come on. Man. Yeah. You're at a school. Like there's kids everywhere. Really lucky. Yeah. That you didn't Maybe he does know. the same thing every day and they're like, right, just yeah, don't yeah, stand over yeah. there. Steer clear Zeke's fucking <laughs> <Yeah. an> asshole. <laughs> right? 815. Zeke should be here. Move, 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 move. <laughs> but out hops Zeke Tyler, played by Josh Hartnett, in his second role yeah. ever. His first being. Halloween H2O. Yeah. Now, we do have to point out that he has not found a good barber since he H2O. He has not. Poor I, Josh Hartman. Yeah, me and your sister were talking about that. I, I, I go, I guess that was his thing, his style. I or I, his... It was worse in H2O. It was more it was. egregious you're, you're in right. H2O. You're right. You did show it, me the picture. But it, it was... it's not great here. <laughs> he, he showed his barber a picture and yeah. the dude was like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Just fuck me up, yeah. man. <laughs> But he grabs a handful of pins from his trunk and pushes them into his pocket. We see two cars hit each other on the other side of the parking lot, and a girl starts to yell as we see a school bus. There is an odd amount of chaos. A lot. Okay. <laughs> a lot. I feel like it's a very interesting point they're trying to make that comes up towards the end of the film. Okay. All right. Yeah, why are you groaning? <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> this, the whole scene we're fixing to get into. Yeah already lost me really hard hard no and again this was just where fear street got their shit from this is all fear street and i did not like fear street fear street was borrowing no 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 no. i know scream era films i get it Uh but this whole little meeting the casting was very like i was like why are they fighting across the street what the fuck is happening here you said what to him i'm like what the fuck is going on high school's crazy man but yeah. this this <laughs> best to time me, of our lives <laughs> this best worst to me time was of kind of the shift i felt like okay. you're talking about mm-hmm. so at the beginning we so had they the had slasher, you when it felt like a slasher and then now we're doing this and it's like what, i feel what like the now fuck? we are incorporating it's like okay we have a, sl- a slasher glass of milk and now we're pouring in the chocolate syrup of teen drama. And we all love chocolate milk. And then wow. we're going to put some sci-fi whipped cream on top in a little bit. Ooh. I mean, to me, that's fucking delicious, but... <laughs> I am a strawberry milk kind of guy. <laughs> so it's the teen drama right. yeah. issue. I get it. The strawberry milk is more kills. <laughs> but Casey Connor, played by Elijah Wood, gets off the school bus and stares at Delilah Prophet, played by Jordana Brewster... This is, as I said, pre-Frodo Elijah Wood. Yeah. He was convinced while making this to go audition for Frodo. Interesting. So, And then this is Jordana Brewster's first, first film. I mean, so I know it's a stacked cast. Yeah. But in 98, these are all fresh-faced, no, yeah. you know, fucking kids. And I, and I agree, but watching it now, <laughs> it was just like, holy shit. And then there's that guy. Yes. Then yeah. there's another no, guy. it doesn't stop. Yeah. Like, it doesn't stop. What is cool is, again, one of our favorite things that we talk about is when directors reuse people. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is the start. Like, this is where Rodriguez meets Elijah Wood, yeah. meets Josh Hartnett, mm-hmm. and then there's other cast members that he's used before that he's using again. It's, oh, it's just yeah. so cool. It's so cool. And also, I did read that Jessica Alba auditioned for the part of Delilah. Hey, huh. what? Yeah, and she didn't get it, but then she's she- She's in Sin City. And she's in yeah. uh, Machete. 
Oh, you're right. Oh, so yeah. it's it. You know, he's like, I'll circle back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not right now, but <laughs> just hold on. And we love Elijah Wood in this house. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. yes. A maniac. Yeah, we were I just can't talking wait about that. To cover that. Yes. Like, me and your sister were talking about that, and she said she wanted to rewatch it. Uh huh. And I told her the first time we watched it, that left an impression on me. hundred percent. That it's, fucking movie's great. It's really funny because when we sat down to start Podmortem, we were trying to make a list of movies that we wanted to cover. And from the very beginning, Maniac, the Elijah Wood Maniac, yeah. was on your list from the very it's beginning. A good ass movie. It is. Yeah. And Elijah Wood, he's doing great stuff for horror. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's and got it, that production wouldn't... company. And he's also, uh, I think he's going to be in the Toxic Avenger remake. Yeah. You just wouldn't really even expect it from him. No. I know that this is horror and this is, you know, early on, but you think. Lord of the Rings. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I mean, he was in Sin City. Yeah. He was kind of a scary yeah, fucker. Yeah, no, in that. he was. What's funny is that was He was born... on the board on um, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. That's yeah. how fucking scary he was. That was born out of this film. Whenever he met Elijah Wood and they were on set, he said that he had very piercing blue eyes. He does. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to write a movie and you're going to be a psychopath <laughs> in it. <laughs> It works. Yeah. Now I just want to rewatch Sin City. Me too. Well, let's <laughs> let's get through this. Until next time. No, <laughs> we run away. In in theme music. In theme music. <laughs> but I don't know if he mentioned if I mentioned that while he's staring at Delilah, he gets elbowed in the face, but yeah. he gets elbowed in the face. <laughs> I think I just got too excited yeah. about Elijah Wood. Well, it's a great cast. Yeah. But as he falls to the ground, we see his name in red letters during a brief pause. Casey and I know this didn't really work for you but it like fucking very much worked for me it just changed the whole tone of what we just seen well, we are establishing who our I main know, cast is it is possible to do this without those <laughs> <laughs> so the, that least, was a choice yeah <laughs> it's what do we say stylistic there we go stylistic if we can say it for Rob Zombie we can say it for, <laughs> we can say it for him. Rob Rodriguez <laughs> Robbie but mm -hmm. he apologizes to the person that knocked him over then we see Stokely Mitchell, played by Clea Duvall, telling him to crash and burn before we pause and then get her name too. Okay, here's the thing. Clea Duvall, I love her. Mm -hmm. I love oh, yeah. Clea Duvall. I, I'm torn between her. I think she might be my favorite in this film. Oh, yeah. My thing, you give me an edgy goth character, it's my favorite character. Yeah. That's, all, that's all I need. And probably a crush at the right. time. <laughs> that's just reality. But Stokely is distracted as one of the girls involved in that fender bender we were talking about earlier starts to pull the other one out of the car and she walks right into Stan. He asks if she's okay, but she replies rudely. So he calls her beast. <laughs> yeah. What? But he's not saying any of his lines. Well, it all uh, yeah. <laughs> very, very dubbed. I don't know why. It's very loud outside. Yeah, apparently. We got Zeke's car. We got the fucking Still. car crash. Yeah. Also, so weird to see a fight and nobody takes out a phone to record it. Yeah. I know. It's 98. Yeah. They're just like, oh, shit, man. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to remember well, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell my children. Yeah. I'll carve it on a tablet. Pass it on. <laughs> <laughs> but we pause on delilah and get her name as she tells the group of girls that she's with to all coordinate their hairstyles no hairspray no teasing just elegant stan comes up to her and tries to kiss her but she pulls away from him she's wearing estee louder lipstick that takes 72 minutes to apply that seems like a lot. It's a yeah. lot. And, I mean, and i'll be honest it wasn't worth it she could have yeah, been like 4 a.m <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck dude 
But she walks off and he follows her, telling her that they need to talk. She's too busy working on the school paper, even though she's sure he thinks what he has to say is important. So right off the bat, I'm like, oh, yeah. you're a bitch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. And I do want to say that it seems very simple right now. You're yeah. like, you know, they're all archetypes. Mm hmm. Absolutely, at this point, yeah. But it does something interesting with them. Mm -hmm. And again, a this film does not get enough credit for what it does. No, it doesn't, John Paul. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, I hear you, but yeah. I'm living it, but I'm yeah. not. <laughs> but Stan tells her it could even be the story that she's looking for. But she says she's editor in chief and to leave the news to her before walking away from him. Uh, that's not how you get leads, Delilah. <laughs> she's like, no, yeah. I know the news. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm editor in chief. You get the news, stupid. Like, <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> But as his football player buddies go over to them and they walk toward the school together, we get a pause with Stan's name. We see that a group of guys are racking Casey on the flagpole. As I was writing this, I'm like, do kids still say racking? Oh, shit. I don't know. Oh, wow. Is that For a our younger word? listeners, yeah. uh, it's when you thrust a guy's balls into something and, and hurt him. Right. Testicular trauma. If you... <laughs> <laughs> Like if you're if you're like grinding a pole or something on a skateboard and then you have trip, oh, yeah. you rack yourself. You rack yourself. Yeah, but I, I'm like, when's the last time I've heard that term? High school. I don't. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I don't even think people say that anymore. And kids, kids these days, <laughs> it's probably <laughs> is that what eating is? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. Same thing. Mm -hmm. um, They're eating Casey. I guess. <laughs> My thing was, where's the teachers? Nobody. Oh, they don't care. Yeah. They're all in the faculty lounge complaining about budgets. Get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Mary Beth Hutchinson, played by Laura Harris, sees this, but just continues walking toward the school. She introduces herself to the girls sitting in front of it as Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson and tells them this is her first day and asks where the office is. Now, there's a girl with a nose ring and a chain <laughs> connecting to yeah. her ear and a tattoo on her neck. Which um, we're supposed to be like, oh my god, she's scary. Yeah. But this is Robert Rodriguez's sister, yeah. Dina Rodriguez. <laughs> I thought that was very cute. Very um, reminded me of the Blair Witch, even yes. though this was before. But and he'll he puts family in his film all the time. Like he had. I his, love that. Wasn't it his son in Planet Terror as well as his nieces? That's so cool, man. Like I, Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> if any of y'all make a movie, you better funny. put me in. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're not my family, please put me <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about when we covered Evil Dead 2 about Sam Raimi using his brother. Yes, yeah. more yeah. abusing his yeah. brother. Yeah. Okay, well. He, <laughs> Robert didn't put his sister in a no. fucking suit. <laughs> but yeah, I love, I love that. But anyway, it's her first day. They point her toward the office, but they just point to the door yeah. of the school. And I'm like, I think she already knew the office was inside the school. Yeah, just in that vague direction. Yeah, right. some, somewhere way. in there. But Zeke goes inside and a couple credited as Fuck You Girl, played by Summer Phoenix, and Fuck You Boy, played by John Abrahams. And yes, that's Summer Phoenix, yes. as in Joaquin Phoenix's yeah. sister. But they're fighting openly in the hallway, cussing at each other as Fuck You Girl slaps her boyfriend. He walks into the bathroom with his friends, one of which is scumbag piece of shit, Danny Masterson. I literally wrote scumbag piece of shit on my notes. But <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I was like, yikes. Uh, I think yeah. they're credited as fuck up one and fuck up two. Well, and he is a fuck damn. up. Robert Rodriguez, I think, was uh, ahead of his time. Yeah. Kevin Williamson. Should have just been fuck up one as himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts to me because uh, this was also produced by fellow sex pest Harvey Weinstein. I know. Dude, every time I see them on the credits, I'm like, 
on. Uh, <laughs> like, I just like that. Can I enjoy anything? Because there, it's so many good fucking movies. I think all my favorite movies from I the know, 90s. I know, dude. Tarantino. Wow. Fucking, it's Kevin like, Smith. Yeah, it's 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 sad. Yeah. Can we just pretend this wasn't made? <laughs> yeah. But before he goes into the bathroom with his friends, he tries to smile at Mary Beth, but she does not smile back. Inside the bathroom, Zeke charges his friends for $50 fake IDs that look nothing <laughs> like them. He tells them to just trust him because he's brilliant. Scumbag piece of shit asks, then why are you repeating your senior year? But instead of answering, Zeke produces the pins from his trunk, which we now see are filled with white powder. He identifies this as his own recipe, scat, guaranteed to jack you up. And yes, I know scat is poop, but this is what he calls it. So this is what I'm going to call it. See, I thought scat was skibbity bee bop. Yeah. What if that's what the drug made you do? Shit. And they're like, these kids won't shut the fuck up. But this is when we freeze and get Zeke's name. His friends take the pins and we pan over to see Casey in the stall in the bathroom holding toilet paper to his bloody nose. How did he get in there that quickly? He was just getting his nuts crushed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. He's very fast. We I, well, we learned that. Yeah, 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 we that do. is fair. So, so he got racked and then he just ran away. Yeah. <laughs> runs in there. I do want to point out as well the graffiti above his head. Yeah. Uh, Tito and Tarantula is written above his head, which was the band from From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, dude, that's so fucking cool. I love stuff like that. Yeah. But back in the hallway, Mr. Tate makes his way through the crowd groaning and goes into the faculty lounge. Nurse Rosa Harper, played by Salma Hayek. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm like. I don't I don't want to go all Animaniacs, but hello. Yes. <laughs> It's never fit more. No. Not even on Animaniacs. I couldn't uh, not say it. But she's coughing while she's bandaging up a teacher's hand and lecturing him about projectors being dangerous. Now, this teacher is played by Harry J. Knowles, creator of Ain't It Cool News. Now, he is also another scumbag. Really? Yeah. So. God damn it, dude. Uh, like nothing. <laughs> nothing know, is sacred. That movie doesn't good. look so good anymore now. Yeah. Well, no, it's still great. I literally. <laughs> <laughs> These are all tangential characters. I literally wrote in my notes, Ginger Hagrid is disgraced film critic. Oh, <laughs> no. But he's also the one that told Elijah Wood to audition for Frodo because he didn't want to. Oh, he's well. Still a scumbag he's still a scumbag piece of shit. <laughs> a broken clock is right once. <laughs> and only once. And only once. But we pan over to the water cooler where Coach Willis stands drinking water. Like those little triangle paper cups. Yeah. Drinking cup after cup. Professor Edward Furlong. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> <Stop>. the fuck? <laughs> Played by John fucking Stewart. I love John Stewart. Who doesn't, dude? I again that too. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so this is he he got the Daily Show in '96. This is '98. So this the show had not taken off yet. That's crazy. But I did see in an interview he met Robert Rodriguez when he interviewed him for a show on MTV. Mm-hmm. And so that could have been the catalyst to being like, maybe I'll put this dude in a... Yeah, he was a VJ before. Yeah. like he's- I love him so much. I remember remember the 2000 election when he was doing Indecision 2000. Yeah. And I'm literally like 11, like, this country's in shambles. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like but George I, W. Bush. I watched him every night. You know what I miss is the one-two punch of The Daily Show and The Colbert Report. Dude, yes. Man, I used to love Stephen Colbert. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, John Stewart's great. Yeah. And uh, while we're still sad, yeah, <laughs> he whispers to Nurse Harper that he tried to call her over the weekend and he asks how her cold is. She sneezes and just tells him that it's getting worse. Miss Elizabeth Burke, played by Fomka Jansen, comes in and sits next to Mrs. Brummel. I love her too. Yes. Oh, yeah. This cast just keeps getting better and better. Yes. But I do have to say they're doing the hilarious thing where they just put a pair of glasses on a gorgeous woman. I, I agree. But I feel like this is a departure for her because we're used to her playing like strong, gorgeous, mm-hmm. bitchy characters <laughs> for the most part. And she's very wallflower here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, n- now she's yeah. very wallflower. And she plays it well. And she does a good job. So yeah. I feel like it was interesting to see her like this because this is not who I'm, right. what I'm used to getting from no. her. And we'll get to Evelyn Price in a bit. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She's Jean Grey, man. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. But Mrs. Brummel drops something and Ms. Burke helps her pick it up and looks disgusted by Mr. Tate when he's like, can we say retirement? Why are you? Like, she, yeah. can, she can hear you, dude. Yeah. But Professor Furlong tells Nurse Harper that maybe she should just go home. But she says she's saving her sick days for when she feels better. And I feel you, girl. A hundred percent. He remarks that maybe he should just go put a pin in his eye before walking off. Interesting. Interesting. Mr. Tate pours liquor from a flask into his coffee (laughs) as they wonder where Principal Drake is. It's funny because like when you're little, maybe not high school age, but when I was little, like you always wonder what's going on Uh, in there. And like, this is probably what was going on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, this teacher's trying to fuck the other teacher. This teacher's (laughs) drinking. You forget how talking shit about each other. (laughs) They're humans. That's the thing. I remember when I was in second grade, Mm -hmm. my teacher's my teacher's name was Miss Cruz. And I fucking idolized her. She was the nicest lady I'd ever I met in my life. I remember her. Uh, yeah. I had made a painting and she had come over and was looking over my shoulder at the yeah. painting. She's like, oh my God, this is great or whatever. And then she accidentally knocked over. There was a bottle of black paint. Yeah. She knocked it over and it fell on the corner of my painting. The paint did. Uh-huh. And she goes, oh shit. And my entire world was <laughs> turned upside down. <laughs> I, I had a story about her. As I hope she's doing well. I know. Yeah. Miss Cruz. Um, she actually my first crush in my entire life was her teacher's assistant <laughs> Just, she was a second grade teacher. i was it doesn't matter <laughs> i literally said the first crush of my life it doesn't you know but miss cruz i had said one time in class i said so are we gonna like do that and that and yada 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 and she's like do you watch seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> yes ma'am I, like, I do, yes, I do. But uh, yeah, you forget, especially when you're that young, that these are like real yeah. people with real problems and real like shit like the rest of us have. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, now being an adult and exactly. seeing how things are behind the scenes at a working place. Yeah. That's their job. You're too. like, so they're the exactly. same shit's going on. They're not really happy that no, we came in no. here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a lie. It was all fake. But Professor Furlong points out that Coach Willis, who's still gulping down cup after cup of water, um, he's like, man, Coach is thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) And Mr. Tate says it's probably just some kind of pregame ritual. The teachers start to leave to head to class, but in walks Mrs. Olson looking fly as fuck. Mm -hmm. Makeup on point, hair blown out, and a cut, clearly. (laughs) And it's like colorful ass scarf. Coach Willis turns to greet her with the scratches on his face there, but like healed almost mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's like you look very pretty today which i'm pretty sure is the only yeah. thing he can say at this point. <laughs> he's either drinking water or hitting yeah. on people. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut to miss burke's class and after writing the name crusoe on her blackboard she timidly asks what his greatest fear was 
No one answers, but Zeke raises his hand and she calls on him. He makes a joke about Crusoe being afraid of being on an island with nothing but his own calluses. And the class laughs. But Miss Burke quietly says that Crusoe's greatest fear was isolation. Zeke says his external existence no way compared to the internal agony of his loneliness. And I'm like, okay. What the fuck? And Miss Burke shyly smiles, impressed by his answer. So this is the first bit where we see that they're not exactly their archetypes. Right. Yeah. He's repeating his senior year and dealing drugs in the bathroom. So you're right. you think you have who Zeke is, yeah. but yeah. it's like, oh shit. And maybe he's repeating it because he liked it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he's really good at it. <laughs> he excels. Yeah. But in the hallway, Stan angrily slams his stuff into his locker, but goes to greet Delilah when he hears her coming down the hall. She does not seem happy to see him, telling mm -mm. him she's in a crunch for the paper. He's not easily dismissed this time and drops the bomb that he is quitting football. She seems annoyed, telling him that a football scholarship was his only ticket to college. But he says he's been thinking, and if he quits the team, he can focus on his studies. And he'd rather get into college based on his intellect anyway. Delilah's like, you're not good at studying. She says he's good at football, and he should just stick with it. He's like, I've always been good at sports. I want to try something new. And Delilah's like, is your brain leaking? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, what am I supposed to do while you're on your quest for a brain? She says the accepted social order is the head cheerleader is with the star quarterback, not an academic wannabe. Okay, so two things here. Number one, dude's literally just trying to better himself. Yeah. I know. She's such a fucking <laughs> asshole. Like, she dude. really she's sucks. awful. Right, just spit on her. <laughs> <laughs> that was rude. What do you want to say? Throw water on her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's especially apropos yeah. here. Yes. <laughs> Number two, though, is the fact of her saying the social order and all this shit. Yeah. Very on the nose, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Like she is basically she speaks as Kevin Williamson a yes. lot in this movie. <laughs> There's one moment where I was like, is Delilah the screenwriter? Because yeah. <laughs> this is fucking this is getting out of hand. <laughs> but he tells her that all that is just superficial and she commends him on using a four syllable word and then walks away. We cut to Mr. Tate's class where he takes a big gulp of his spiked coffee before he starts <laughs> to read from the textbook. He touches on conformity among the masses, offering the benefits of power, order, and security. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And probably a reference to Halloween. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Stan raises his hand and says, they already covered this last week. They're supposed to be on the next chapter. <laughs> Mr. Tate's like, whatever. And just yeah. takes another drink. <laughs> I had a teacher that joked about whiskey being in his coffee. I don't he know was that he was joking. He's probably joking whiskey. <laughs> and it makes me laugh because I thought when Stan raised his hand, because he's just now trying to be academic. Yeah. I like, thought they were yes, just like, Bart, Bart Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten one goddamn answer right today. <laughs> but from her seat, Stokely looks over to see Mary Beth looking at her. I do want to point out that the look that we saw... Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is that when I had a crush on someone, this is how I would glance at them in class. Right. But that's not at play here. I feel like that's more explained later in something mm -hmm. that's said. All right. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at that time. Sounds good. Can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. But later when Stokely sits outside reading a book, Mary Beth just sits next to her and is like, what are you reading? Which is like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Double Star by Robert Heinlein. Interesting. Interesting. The book involves... um aliens yeah. and uh some other stuff mm. but when stokely doesn't answer mary beth just continues she rambles on about sci-fi mentioning that she feels a little alien herself today before introducing herself 
interesting. <laughs> she asks Stokely's name, but she just asks, why does Mary Beth want to know? Mary Beth explains that she doesn't have any friends and Stokely seems to have one less than her. So she thought they could be friends. Delilah interrupts, asking if Stokely is seducing the new students again. Everything out of Delilah's mouth is problematic <laughs> yeah. to me. Dude, as soon as this like whole dialogue transpired, I literally wrote, Delilah sucks shit, dude. Yeah, <laughs> no, she's she's the worst. Like, yeah. there's nothing redeeming. Not a good person. But she makes fun of her black clothes before calling her a violent lesbian. Stokely grabs her stuff and pushes Delilah out of the way. She should have just beat her ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she just causes Delilah to double down on her violent remark before walking away herself. Like, you didn't even have business here you just came to stir the pot and then fucking leave i know you get mad at me about this but if somebody told one of my kids that Uh you're not going to get in trouble for punching him in the nose i if if somebody (laughs) if somebody's gonna just come and bully you or be an asshole Uh to that degree just punch him you're not gonna get in trouble i'll go pick you up from school we'll get some ice cream cream. we'll go to mcdonald's (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you have to be in the right Yes. You D- can't don't just go around starting pun- fights. Yeah. My don't dad said this was cool. <laughs> <laughs> dad said I can whoop your ass. But we cut to the bleachers where Casey eats his lunch alone. He walks down to the field with his camera around his neck. Something catches his eye on the ground and he stoops down to pick it up. He's startled by Coach Willis, who tells him that the football field isn't the lunchroom. He asks Casey's name and points out that Casey isn't into sports. Casey says that people shouldn't run unless they're being chased, and Coach Willis laughs. He likes that. The music mounts, but Coach Willis simply tells him to get out of here and Casey runs away. (laughs) I was like, the coach is fucking scary. He's scary as shit. Very. Like, he's a different kind of scary. Because at the beginning, he was like angry scared yeah. now he's like is is this dude gonna fucking stab me like <laughs> why is his hand behind his pocket <laughs> behind his pocket <laughs> I, I was so scared i didn't even know what to say <laughs> i don't know where i am i did want to say that watching this scene i thought and we all love toby mcguire oh yeah, yeah. i feel like oh, peter parker he could have been spider-man elijah wood he could have been but Maybe. i i love me but, a toby yeah. mcguire yeah, no, spider-man <laughs> But yeah, he's got that vibe, especially yeah. in this movie. And then he's got the camera. He's already working yeah. for yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Snapping shots of himself. This is after school job. Dude, what a fucking like grip. It's Kush. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> fucking. That's great, dude. Taking selfies no shame, all day. Do your yeah. thing. It's better than slinging pizza, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. But enough about Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's talk more. But Stokely, back inside the school, walks over to the water fountain. As she does, she passes Mrs. Olsen, who just holds eye contact with her. Mm-hmm. As Stokely drinks, Mrs. Olsen goes into Mrs. Brummel's room, telling her she needs to have a word with her. Stokely looks over, and Mrs. Olsen just stares at her as she shuts the door to the classroom. If you're trying to be inconspicuous, you're, yeah. you're not, it's not working. <laughs> Miserably failing. Disturbed, Stokely backs up right into Stan and the two trade insults and she walks away and he takes a drink from the fountain. Can't do that no more. <laughs> oh, no. Drink from the fountain? Yeah. No. Mm. You sure can't, huh? Mm. I miss water fountains. Yeah. Even the water always tasted bad. Anyway. It did. <laughs> and it was warm. Not after gym class. That was no. like nectar of the gods. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, oh, God, yes. Fucking milk of the poppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say the bump is 100% Stan's fault. But he, of course, blames her. Well, yeah. Yeah. They blamed each other. Mm. But Casey goes into the science lab to show Professor Furlong what he found on the football field. Mary Beth sets her stuff down next to Stokely, asking if she wants to be lab partners. She invites herself to sit down and is basically just in awe that Stokely is a lesbian. She's never met one before, and she thinks it's just great. Well, I mean, it's like she's not fucking in a zoo. Like, calm down. I mean, I'm glad she's accepting, but chill. Yeah. (laughs) 
Stokely says that she's not a lesbian. She doesn't have any friends and she likes it that way. Being a lesbian is a security blanket against people like Mary Beth, which there's a lot of fucked up implications yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting to me that Clay Duvall is a lesbian playing a character that's pretending to be a lesbian. She's a girl playing a girl disguised as another girl. She's a girl standing in front of a girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. I personally, that like that kind of angle Mm-hmm. did not age well for me not at all because Mm-mm. that's not something to stay away from someone for no. it should be like, i like to set fires or some yeah. shit oh, you know shit. what i mean like i stay, killed a guy stay, stay yeah. away from stokely she's yeah, fucking she, weird <laughs> but no she murdered not. a family last summer yeah I, I that was a little confusing to me i was like why is that I'm yeah i don't understand and it's sad because in the 90s it it if it's ending up in a film it must have been understood that that would yeah. like work which is bullshit and yeah. watching it i feel like 97 percent of this movie holds up for me uh-huh but this is a little piece that I'm like, oh, why'd y'all do that? And like, it comes I wish up so do much. It does. Yeah. It does. Like, Especially Delilah. Yeah. You're like, guys, you're on the wrong side of history. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I want to love this. Stop. <laughs> but Mary Beth is like, ooh, you're complex. It's like, okay, girl. Come on, man. But Professor Furlong looks at what Casey found under his microscope while the rest of the class crowds around him. He says that certain Mesozoan only exist in the kidneys of squid and octopi, which doesn't make sense because they're in Ohio. He messes with it as he looks through the microscope, saying he doesn't even recognize the surface tissue of whatever the fuck this is. Professor Furlong tells Casey that he thinks he might have just discovered a new species. <laughs> the way he says that he's like, yeah. I'm not trying to S your D or nothing, no, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but dude. <laughs> well, that's some big shit. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Suddenly very knowledgeable about all things aquatic and science, Zeke pushes his way through the crowd and looks through the microscope himself. Mary Beth comments that he just knows about everything and he smiles saying that he's a contradiction. He's like, yeah, it's my third time taking this test. <laughs> <laughs> you pick up a few <laughs> Professor Furlong tells Zeke to check out the mesodermic follicles on its underbelly when Casey's like, what does that mean? Furlong's like, it means I'm calling the university and maybe we can get some sweet federal grant money. Related to that, he's like, no, don't be telling nobody about this. Yeah. No. <laughs> But he moves it onto a tray on the table. Gabe insults Stokely and she pushes him, causing him to knock over water and spilling it on the specimen. Once motionless, as soon as the water hits it, it starts to move. I don't know when it is in this scene, but at some point, because he's talking about money from the university. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes, ka-ching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the subtitle said, mimics cash register. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can't all just right, say ka-ching. Yeah. <laughs> we all know what it means, dude. <laughs> That's absurd. <laughs> the fuck, it was, it, it was prime, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course sub- it was. Demand. Y'all yeah. need to chill. The yeah. subtitles are fucking hilarious. <laughs> But they walk over to the fish tank and Furlong dumps it inside. They all crowd around as we watch it begin to swim. Strands come out of its body, flowing in the water. Furlong puts on a glove and reaches inside the fish tank, wanting to feel the new texture of it since it changed. And he must be like a for real scientist because I'm not doing this shit. Oh, oh no. Yeah, no. I don't I don't care that much. I mean, I care, but no. not yeah. at the cost of my fingers. No, I'll hypothesize. Yeah. Oh, all, yeah. All goddamn day, but... But as soon as he touches it, an identical copy of it pops out of nowhere. And now there are two of them. My hand's out. I'm horrified. That is scary as fuck. That's terrifying to me. I also did want to point out that standing next to Usher is Kitata Jones, 
who is a model and an actress, but also Rashida Jones's sister. Holy shit. <laughs> and apparently she had a role in this film. She played a character called Venus, according to IMDb. Right. And got cut. And got cut, yeah. They uh, had a deal with Tommy Hilfiger and she was a model for Tommy Hilfiger. Because mm-hmm. you notice every single person in this film that's mm-hmm. a main character has that logo on their that's clothes. That's fucking yeah. hilarious. Probably with the exception of Stokely. Well, right. yeah. But... Um, she was in all the ads because they put out an ad with all the members of the faculty yeah. and she's in the film in this scene, but that's it. She doesn't even oh, say wow. anything. No. Also, I did learn that she was dating Tupac at the time of his death. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Interesting. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> Very yeah. sad. I feel like this movie has gotten so many tangents. Like we <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, like, everyone. No, it's like, I find it interesting, mm-hmm. but- we're going from Dale Gribble to fucking Tupac. It's just, it's a lot. Running the gamut. <laughs> but again, now there's two of these fucking things. And Furlong is amazed as he takes note. They can replicate. We get a close-up shot on the specimen and it uses its arms to grab its face and pull back its mouth, exposing sharp teeth and Furlong is bitten. He curses in pain, but says he's okay. Casey asks where it got teeth from and Furlong just reiterates that he's going to call the university. There's no way. Oh, no. No. It's not okay. You just no. seen what happened. And, what are you and talking you don't about? know what that, like, that could have poisoned you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't know. You don't even know what, you think this is a new species. <laughs> First of all, a real design flaw. You got to pull open your own jaw <laughs> yeah, no. every time. I like how it looks, though. It's like, yeah. Also, the teeth thing, it could have always had teeth. Like, you don't know it grew them. Where did he get teeth from? You never looked in his mouth. He was like all shriveled up like a little baby shrimp. never looked in his mouth. You say shrimp, so I got to shout out Anthony, Anthony Jerome. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but Stokely puts her hand up against the glass, and the specimen uses its strands to mimic the shape of her hand. Love it. It's great. It's a, this really great moment of foreshadowing, and it's subtle as fuck. Yeah. Like you could miss it. And I do want to point out that this movie gets a lot of shit for, quote, bad CGI. Mm. I <laughs> man, I think the effects are really good. I don't think it looks bad for, at all. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. That could be rose colored glasses on my end, but it does not look bad to me. None well, of it looks bad to me. Maybe because we did talk about this and uh-huh. she compared it to the tentacles on the mist. I said it was better mm. than now, the tentacles on it the mist. It is. And I don't think so. Oh, right. I, think I so. feel like the tentacles on the mist look better than this. I see fucking Tom Jane jumping over nothing. Uh, <laughs> and I can tell. I see him this, jumping over a tentacle. This, <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm like, I think that thing might have bit John Stewart. <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned for John yes. Stewart. But we cut to the pool where Coach Willis stands while the swim team finishes up practice and heads out. Stan is breaking the news to him that he's done with football and just wants to focus on his academics. Is he the only coach at the school? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Swimming, football, yeah, whatever everything. The coach just wishes him luck and tells him he'll be missed. When Stan asks if that's it, the coach breaks it down. All uncharacteristically serene. Mm-hmm. His star quarterback tells him the day before the game against a team that can beat them that he's quitting. This must be some kind of life-defining moment for Stan, and he's not going to stand in the way of the human condition. He's like, got to do what you got to do. Who are you? Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) You you were screaming at me yesterday. Shouldn't you be trying to drown me right now? (laughs) But like, for Stan too, though, like you could have just played one last game, dude. Like that's pretty fucked up. For no notice. (laughs) Like, come on, man. But Stan thanks him for not reaming him. And Coach Willis asks, well, what kind of a human being would I be if I did that? And he like Mm, smiles. Yeah. 
Stan walks away and Coach Willis turns back to the pool. But in the locker room, Gabe and another football player bully Casey, calling him an anal probe. Which is clever. Yeah. Well. Interesting. Hold on. Yeah. 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 I never caught that. Okay. All right. Okay, the faculty. <laughs> Stan comes around the corner and basically tells them to stop. They're distracted and go over to Stan, excited about the game tomorrow. They leave and Casey tells him it must really blow to be him. And Stan's like, you have no idea. Well. I read that originally... Stan was supposed to say that to Casey. It must mm-hmm. really blow to be you. I like it a lot better. Oh, this yeah. Way. Yeah, it's way better. Because here. Stan is that dude that's supposed to have it all. And mm-hmm. Casey's like, dude, you you're not even fucking happy. Like he well. sees that. But Stan gets undressed and goes into the showers, which are completely empty except for him. He starts to shower and we see a shadow in the doorway. Feet step into the room. But Stan is showering with his eyes closed, which Okay, maybe if you're at home, but my head would be on a swivel in there. It's a public what? shower. I'm I'm scared. I'm, <laughs> Even I'm, with the empty. Well, this shower is just to clean yourself off to go back to class. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think you need to soap up your face he like was. that. <laughs> well, I mean, you're out there sweating and you're in the dirt and kind of when you get tackled and whatnot. And I, I mean, guess I get that's it, true, but, but I'm scared. Those, our showers were not like that. Like those showers are all facing each other. Yeah, our showers. <laughs> you're like it's for team bonding. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I don't think we need to be aggressively hanging dong at yeah, each other. <laughs> yeah, don't look at me don't, in the yeah. eye. I'm soaping myself up. <laughs> but he calls out and asks if it's Casey. But once he washes the soap off his face and opens his eyes, there's no one there. When he turns back around, Mrs. Brummel is standing there, looking like she is fucking going through it. Mm-hmm. She rips her shirt open, begging for help as she tells him that she can't breathe. He's naked in there, lady. He what is. You doing? He is. But wouldn't she have had to go past Casey? She's like, no, oh, was, yeah. he's weak. He can't help me. <laughs> that was my problem. Where's Get out of my star- way, nerd. Where's the star quarterback? <laughs> <Them> even her. <laughs> yeah. But Casey comes to the doorway and Stan yells at him to go get help. Mrs. Brummel grabs onto Stan and tells him that she doesn't know what's happening, but they want everyone. Stan tries to comfort her, but her fucking hair just comes right off her scalp. That looked amazing. Yes. When it hits the shower floor, it still grosses me out. He drops it to the floor and steps back and we zoom in on her face and her skin looks like it's like rippling. Yeah. Somebody said on, I think it was sci-fi, her posture and coming at Stan the way she did, they compared it to the woman in room 237. Mm, Yes. So, I mean, you know, take a shot. I'm just, take a shot. I'm just glad he didn't make out with her. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Backs out of the room. What the fuck? But we cut to kids running from the school at the end of the day, but Stan and Casey are in the office. As Casey sits in a chair, Stan talks to Mrs. Olson, asking if Mrs. Brummel is going to be okay. She tells him that Mrs. Brummel was just diagnosed with cancer and she's on a lot of medication that makes her disoriented. Why is nobody like, Mrs. Olson, you look yeah. fucking great, man. Yeah. Like, you, you've never. <laughs> did you go on what not to wear? Because goddamn. <laughs> but she says they thought she would be able to make it through the rest of the school year. As she speaks, Casey looks out the window and sees the football field. Coach Willis is standing in the middle of it with his arms crossed, the sprinklers going off all around him. He is soaking wet and just fucking standing there. Tate's like, it must be another ritual. (laughs) We got the big game tomorrow. Again, inconspicuous nature is what you need to be going for. Yeah, no, we're learning. (laughs) But Casey snaps a picture. Mrs. Olson tells Stan to keep it quiet and he says he understands, but she takes a long time to get Casey's attention because he's still staring at the coach. He finally agrees to keep it quiet as well. 
We cut to the parking lot where Zeke is selling videos of naked Nev Campbell and Jennifer Love Hewitt to a couple <laughs> dudes. I was well, like, this uh, is too uh, much. Kevin yeah. Williamson, what are you doing? Yeah. I know both of them yeah. personally. So, uh... <laughs> but they run off just in time for Ms. Burke to walk over. She tells Zeke that he can't be doing this on school property. He says that he's in his car, which is his property. Mm-hmm. She tells him she's had complaints from several students that he sold them mind-altering substances. And I'm like, why are they complaining? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, Isn't that what y'all wanted? I bet Danny Masterson's like, he warped my mind, man. Yeah. I, I'm a monster now. I, I believe in an alien it's god. All, it's all because <laughs> of the scat. Exactly. The scat. <laughs> it was they, Josh Hartnett's fault. <laughs> they should be complaining about is the haircuts they gave them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That lady's bangs are <laughs> fucked up. They're not uh, Gail Weatherstaff. They're not um, Gail, but I, I mean, they're, pretty but they're working. We're late 90s, guys. Uh-huh. Let's not forget this. But she tells him that he can either talk to her or Principal Drake about it. He reaches in his trunk saying that she's tense as she tries to remind him that she is the authority figure here. He offers to sell her chocolate laxatives and she starts to lecture him about the wasted potential of his intellect. She tells him that he really just could have made up his finals during the summer. He didn't even have to repeat the year. What the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. High school never ends. Because <laughs> I'm 18. <laughs> Man, we'll get to that in a bit. Because I was personally offended by something, but continue. <laughs> no. But deciding that she's not a chocolate fan, he pulls out magnum-sized cherry-flavored condoms, even telling her that they're on him. She quietly tells him that he's so rude and just walks away. Once he's gone, he does. Once she's gone, he does look like he feels bad though. Yeah. I think he's like stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's for me at this point, there's nothing really redeeming about Zeke. No, I, he's smart. I felt yeah. very, very sad for her. Because she genuinely seems like just hurt. That's what I'm saying. She does an excellent job yeah. playing this like really sensitive, timid character because I've never seen her like this. Yeah, yeah. No. Besides this. she It's more in her wheelhouse later on. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. But back inside the school, Delilah walks in with Casey trailing behind her. As someone walks by with a dolly full of giant water bottles, <laughs> Casey tries to tell her about the new species he discovered with Professor Furlong, but she doesn't care. I'm like, lady, this is news. Yeah. yeah. Again, why are you not? <laughs> you suck. You, you're the editor in chief. <laughs> that's that was kind of I'm like, come on. That's big. Yeah. The star what? quarterback yeah. quitting at a football school is big, too. But she wasn't trying to hear that yeah. either. I mean, not as big as a new species. Right. But no. Especially with what's to come. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But he asks what he's done for her to be so rude to him. And she's like, you haven't done anything. She says he's just the geeky Stephen King kid. There's one in every school. Again, is she the screenwriter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're looking for a uh, uh, geeky, geeky Stephen King kid. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> but she stops at the door to the faculty lounge. Casey says they can't go in there. But Delilah tells him he's with her. He needs to be brave. He follows her inside. You know what? She's honestly like high school Gail Weathers. Yeah, but I love Gail Weathers. Like, she's a bitch, but I fucking love her. Well, I hate Delilah. No, but the things we love about Gail, she learned in college. Okay. So. <laughs> That's what I'm trying so to say. So this was her in high yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> but once in the lounge, without looking for anything in particular, they just start going through shit. Delilah finds medication in Nurse Harper's purse. Casey tries to show her Mr. Tate's flask, but she says she exposed his alcoholism last year and nobody cared. 
She comments that his wife didn't even care when she ran off with their babysitter. And Casey's like, you can be a pretty cool human when you're not being a first class grade A bitch, which really sounds like a Dewey line. It really does. He just didn't say it fast and run out of time. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he was missing. Mm -hmm. But she asks if he's hitting on her and he says he's not. He just thinks she can be cool sometimes, but now is not one of those times. I don't think she can be cool ever, but that's just me. Prove me wrong, kids. <laughs> she smiles at him and they're about to have a moment, but Casey sees a shadow underneath the door. He grabs Delilah and they hide in the closet just as Mrs. Olsen and Coach Willis walk in. I don't mean to already be laughing, but <laughs> we know it's they, coming. <laughs> they immediately walk over to the water cooler. Coach Willis starts to drink, but Miss mm. Olsen just fucking splashes a cup of water. <laughs> yeah, why? Dude, no pretense. It wasn't even like she was trying to drink it. No. She just no, straight she up. She needed it right yeah, now. threw it in her face. And the I'll w- soak it in through my pores. <laughs> <laughs> There's a window at the door of the teacher's lounge. So anybody walking by is like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing, dude? I laughed alone. Like, it was just, it's hilarious. I but- can't. She asks him what happened to Mrs. Brummer, and he says that she didn't make it. Her body was just too old. In the closet, Casey sniffs Delilah, and really, this is not the time. Did he really? Yes. I didn't notice I didn't notice that. that. He oh. leans over and, and goes, and she looks at him and smiles. It's he, like, fucking what the fuck? He's like, your hair is winter fire. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Stephen King Yeah, kid. He's trying to live up to but, it. <laughs> he asks if the entire faculty... Coach Willis asks (laughs) if the entire faculty has been converted. And Mrs. Olson is like, almost. He asks about the students and she says, soon. Nurse Harper walks in blowing her nose. She asks what they're still doing here, but they don't answer. She goes over to her purse and grabs her pills, lamenting that there aren't enough drugs in the world. As she goes over to the fridge to get a drink to take them, Mrs. Olson quietly goes over to the door and locks it. Casey and Delilah watch as they advance on Nurse Harper, throwing her against the door of the closet. Now, class is still in session right now, right? No, it's after school. Okay, because I'm like, they're doing a lot of shit in the faculty lounge without a lock on that door. They're still doing a lot of shit in the faculty lounge. People are (laughs) still roaming around. What if the custodian's like, you guys want me? Oh, my God. But Coach Willis tells her that he has a pain pointing to his jaw. I wish he would have pointed to the scratches on his face. That would have made more sense. But she tries to back away from him, but she backs right up into Mrs. Olsen. Coach Willis grabs her face and brings her down to the couch. Veins bulge out of his face and his eyes roll to whites. I think this genuinely looks fucking creepy. See, and that's what I'm talking about. A lot of this stuff looks great. Yeah. Still, even through a 2021 eyeball. Absolutely, yeah. Eyeball. Eyeball. (laughs) Eyeball. She screams as he lowers his face into her ear, ejecting what looks like one of those little specimens into it. You just wanted to tell her a secret. Yeah. Uh. It's a horrible, horrible secret. You wish you didn't know. (laughs) Blood spatters and veins stand out on her face now. Casey and Delilah jump backwards, causing the coats in the closet to move and reveal Mrs. Brummel's body just propped up against the wall. See, and that's another issue. They're literally just hiding her in <laughs> yeah. here. He literally waiting said, for all the students to go home. But he said that the faculty wasn't converted yet. So some teachers do come in yeah. here. Yeah. And it's there are warm coats day. in there. <laughs> Nobody needs their coat. I think they're just bad at this. Yeah. Like, is your first time converting a population <laughs> man? <laughs> but the body falls right on top of Delilah. Coach Willis and Mrs. Olsen take notice of this, the sounds coming from the closet. Mm -hmm. And with his face back to normal, Willis goes to investigate. 
He opens the closet and Casey comes out at him with a broom, the exact move that Sydney does at the end of Scream. Mm-hmm. But who's counting? <laughs> And Delilah pushes Mrs. Olsen and they haul ass out of there. On the way out, Nurse Harper reanimates and grabs Delilah's foot, but she gets free. Immediately in the hallway, they run into Principal Drake. As she tries to get the story from them, Mr. Tate joins them. Casey and Delilah tell them that Coach Willis and Mrs. Olsen attacked Nurse Harper and they found Mrs. Brummel's body in the closet. Mr. Tate's just like, well, what were you doing in the faculty closet? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's important right <laughs> What now. were you doing looking through my phone? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> You're cheating. <laughs> I don't see how this is my fault. <laughs> but Nurse Harper steps into the hallway casually with Willis and Olsen behind her. When they realize that this is some shady shit going yeah. on, they run again. Now, again, I, I didn't point it out at first, but the shock of seeing Principal Drake again. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because we're like, we saw we you get saw stabbed. We saw her murdered. Yeah. yeah. So again, what the fuck is going on? And even earlier, they're like, where's Principal Drake uh-huh. in, the, yeah. in the lounge? So yeah, this is, I really and, underplayed. This is a huge <laughs> reveal. She does walk in in slow motions because they're like, they want you to yeah, be like, like oh, oh shit. The bitch is back. Yeah. Um, I, this is more nitpick for me. Okay. Um. I I feel like now watching like alien movies or like invasion movies or whatever, it kind of War of the Worlds hurt it for me because, <laughs> you know, if you haven't seen a spoiler alert, whatever, at the end, the aliens <laughs> can't survive because of the bacteria and all the diseases and stuff. Because we nasty. You just, uh, you just invaded this sick lady's body. You d- you've never encountered this kind of parasite or virus or disease before. Is that not going to hurt your alien body somehow? Well, what if you can't fight it? Well, you don't know what it is. They're well, better, faster, stronger, though. So yeah, but they're they've that still never from, uh... <laughs> they've still never encountered it. <laughs> I maybe it, like I said, it's nitpicky, it, but it's no, just, it's fair. It I, just I understand me, I'm that. Like, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Well, why? I think my thing. I always try to explain stuff away like that in my head. I'm like, well, maybe cancer is like their vitamins or something. Like you know, oh yeah, it's, it's don't good know. for them. Who we knows? Don't know. And also, I will say with fucking uh, Coach Willis's scratch, yeah, they're healing shit. Oh yeah. no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe yeah. they're like super uh, cleanse the host once yeah. they get in there. So yeah. I don't know. And maybe she's like, just, I'm just gonna put my shit in here. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and but when they got in her, they're like, this is too much work. Yeah. <laughs> Because they did. They said they abandoned the host. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, fuck it. It didn't take. Drop me in another person's ear, please. (laughs) (laughs) But they're running and Casey eats shit in the hallway and asks Delilah to wait for him. But she fucking books it out of there. He finally gets (laughs) to his feet and follows her out of the school. That was just set up to make her look worse. Well, yeah. it worked for me. It did, but in the time that he was like, Delilah, wait! He, he could have gotten, gotten back up. up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't get why they did that. It was a test, <laughs> and Delilah failed. She did fail. I thought that, too. I was like, that's all that was. You're was a fucking to, asshole, yeah. man. Because that's what I thought. I was uh-huh. like, what a fucking bitch. Yeah. You just lost <laughs> She up. is. Well, damn. Eat, look, even if you're an asshole and we're kind of friends or whatever uh-huh. don't leave me there no. you've just seen the same yeah shit we're that in I've this seen. together yeah, nobody's gonna believe either of us you. i think that's a problem that comes up a lot on this show is where we watch people see the same freaky shit yeah and then one person is like we got to do this and the other person's like fuck that yeah. i don't even know what no, you're talking everything's about everything's fine it's what like we doing? all saw it they killed the beautiful nurse yeah what? <laughs> <laughs> you saw it happen yeah But later, the police pull up to the high school with their sirens blaring. Casey and his parents, played by Christopher McDonald and Libby (laughs) Villari, 
are with the police. John Paul's shaking his Why head. Why shooter is dad? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either because he's barely in this. Mm-hmm. But it's this, a cameo. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> but they go into the faculty lounge and the two cops are waiting there. They're played by Dwayne Martin. Yeah, Gail's cameraman from yes. Scream 2. And Catherine Willis. Now there's Coach Willis, the lady who plays Mrs. Brummel. Her last name is Willis, and now the cop's last name is Willis. I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm like, did I read that wrong? I did not. There's just a lot of Willis's. Are you his sister? Right. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Can we borrow your name? Right. Yeah, sure, why not? But Casey tells the cops that Mrs. Brummel is in the closet because they killed her. Coach Willis and Mrs. Olsen casually stand up, and the coach apologizes for the mix-up earlier. Now, this is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Principal Drake opens the closet door to reveal a CPR dummy. Resuscitation Annie. Yeah. Casey says that they just need to call Delilah, and she'll back him up. But the cop's like, we already tried, and she's not home. Okay. This is a murder accusation, yeah. but let's not try to find the witness. We're not going to do any follow-ups or anything. No, she's just not home. <laughs> She's washing her hair. She's yeah, unavailable. So we'll never reach her. She's putting that fucking lipstick on. <laughs> yeah. But he's not happy. Minutes. He's not happy about being called down here for a doll. But Casey says they saw the body and they saw them attack Nurse Harper. They're like, well, what had happened was <laughs> Nurse Harper is epileptic and she was just having a seizure brought on by all those medications she's taking for her cold. Principal Drake is like, I took her home myself. And she leads the cop out of the room so he can use her phone to call and check. They turn to leave, but Coach Willis is like, you did some fast running earlier, Casey. And (laughs) his dad's like, you hear that boy? (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like a dog's going to get a treat or something. (laughs) He says they could use his speed on the team. And that's what it sounds like. You hear hear that, Casey? (laughs) Who's a good runner? (laughs) (laughs) He tells the coach good luck and looks annoyed with Casey as they head to the office. I think this is where the coach does like the gun motion at him. And I don't know if this is a reference to shooter. I thought it was. But I'm I'm assuming it is. Because that that was before Mm -hmm. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Happy Gilmore I think was before. I didn't know this may just be like me being a huge Tarantino fan. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if it was Mr. Blonde because it's Robert Rodriguez directing it. You know? Yeah. Well, he was also a madman. He <laughs> was. <laughs> but there is also an insert shot when they're talking about the nurse's medication of yeah. Delilah in her purse. It's like, we just saw we that know. shit. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Not even two minutes yeah. ago. They're like, no, guys, she really was taking a lot of medicine. Oh, yeah. that's right. When Delilah. I guess yeah. that's, that's Casey's memory. <laughs> I guess. He's like, huh? I mean, that part checks out, but I, yeah. I don't believe the rest of Everything it. Everything else is bullshit. But Principal Drake takes the cop inside her office and shuts the door. Casey's mom immediately starts saying that he needs some help. But we hear a thud from inside the office. (laughs) Two seconds later, they come out, allegedly having spoken to both Mrs. Brummel and Nurse Harper. They were in there for two seconds. They didn't even have enough time for the... Yeah, at all. No. Like, are are you serious? But they buy it. Both parents. They're like, checks out. Like, I've been on the phone for before, so that... Yeah. Casey looks at Dwayne Martin, who now looks sinister, and the cop declares, there's nothing here. This is just a kid looking for attention. Casey's like, they got him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I've never seen a more clear... Transformation. Yeah. <laughs> He's obviously been brain slugged. Yeah. yeah. But Casey's mom apologizes to Principal Drake, and when she tries to take his mom into the office, Casey's like, no, 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 I'll go see the therapist, like, whatever you want, let's just leave. <laughs> His parents apologize to her again and they leave. But when Casey looks back at the principal, she's like, I'll see you tomorrow and winks at him. Yeah. So 
again here, you already know. Of course. I don't like the whole not believe. Why would your kid make this shit up? Yeah, John Paul was watching this last night and he's like, I swear, if fucking Jackson came home and was like, well, I saw some shit, they <laughs> murdered the nurse. He's like, why would I not believe him? I, my thing about it is the fact that what's the history with Casey? Yeah, if he's never given you problems. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of how what we get. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he might be a little loner and he's just taking pictures and keeping to himself. But if he's never given you problems, why the fuck now and would this, you be like, are you on drugs? This yeah. When you such, don't have a history of it. It would be such a huge lie. Yeah. yeah. Like this isn't, oh, I saw Mr. Tate drinking out of a flask. Like, no, I saw the but, coach but and was, the teacher <laughs> murder the fucking nurse. But that's also true. True. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, but nobody cared about either. Yeah. Nope. But we cut to Casey's house, and oh my God. his dad is tearing his room apart looking for drugs. Upon his mom's insistence, he rips out the spine of a school book because she saw that on Dateline. <laughs> Casey's like, "That's government property, yeah. Dad." <laughs> Well, was the Dateline line. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, also, they drink out of their I ass. I was just yeah. about to say, was this the same report that talked about butt chugging? Yeah, man. But Which I don't think people started doing until Dateline. They're like, that yeah, sounds thanks. great. Like, we can drink with our ass? <laughs> like, everybody's all... Please don't do that. <laughs> no. Podmortem does yeah. not endorse butt chugging. Podmortem PSA. Do not yeah. put whiskey in your ass. <laughs> whiskey goes in the mouth, Yes, only. But... His dad says that they love him and they just want to help. But Casey just begs them to believe him. Something weird is happening with the teachers at school. He begs to just be able to call Delilah. But his dad looks over and sees pictures of Delilah hung up. And he's like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why was that the breaking point? <laughs> I don't know, but I laughed. But he's like, no phone. He even unplugged the internet, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking serious. That's a big okay? deal. Yeah. <laughs> he is to go to school and come straight home. And despite Casey's refusal, he is going to school, even if he has to tie him to the desk himself. He takes Casey's radio and his mom's like, get his porn and points to the bed. That's just evil. Are you fucking for come real? On. Like, that is a solo activity. I'm yeah. not bothering anybody. My smut. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's just bad parents. Yeah, man. but on. his dad lifts up the mattress and takes his magazines. You're literally going to turn this dude into a serial killer. Uh -huh. That's humiliating. Uh -huh. Don't fucking do that That's shit. That's how he becomes Kevin. That yeah. Very <laughs> right? yeah. This is the origin that story. That makes sense why he's so bitter. He lost to Happy and this <laughs> is to his life after. His poor family. Uh -huh. Yeah, Man. I will say that Casey does have a look on his face like I needed that porn. Yeah, I really, I really did. did. <laughs> <laughs> but he lifts up the mattress and takes the porn and then he tells him to clean his room and then they leave, which is fucked up. Yeah, it's like a shakedown. They just did. Yeah. Now clean the cell up. It's yeah. Like, what, the what the fuck? Shawshank. Yeah. <laughs> But Casey hits a couple keys on his computer and a paper just starts printing. I don't know if this was a, you're never, you'll never see this face again. <laughs> I don't know what the note was. I but. don't know the hot keys. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. But he goes out of his window, but from the roof, he sees Coach Willis, Mrs. Olsen, and Mr. Tate standing in the road. I thought yeah. it would be Principal Drake, but Tate's she drunk the ass is there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he falls off the roof and into the bushes and they start to advance on him. But when he stands up, his dad is standing there pissed. Casey's like, they're here. The faculty. <laughs> <laughs> his dad, still holding the porn magazine for some yeah. reason, tells him to get in the house. Well, they're his now. Yeah. <laughs> his mom closes the curtains and it fades to black. 
this is the only complaint that I really have with the film is he literally fucking saw them advancing on him. And they're yeah. gone. And his dad is, I mean, his dad is, is immediately right there. there. And then they've just, what, vaporized? Maybe Casey yeah. does need a therapist. Turn back into the shrimp. Yeah, maybe he's <laughs> just <shrimp>. making, <laughs> maybe he's just making shit up. No, I felt the same way. I was like, you were right there. There's no way you couldn't have seen them. You were walking in the direction that they were walking yeah. towards. <laughs> I feel like they could literally be standing on the street and Casey's dad would be like, they're just going for a walk, Casey. Oh. Get in the house. He's like, they're bringing your progress reports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're shit. Yeah, so, so get... Clean up your room. And study. No more calluses. No. Well, hmm. <laughs> I did see that um, somebody had pointed out that one of the magazines was just flat out called Boob. <laughs> <laughs> So that's funny. To the point, okay? Mm-hmm. But the next morning, Creed plays as Casey's dad pulls up to the school. Okay. This is the last thing in the world I needed to hear <laughs> was fucking Creed covering Alice Cooper. I know, dude. I Now, I told you I said Robert Rodriguez at the beginning did a lot of stuff just for me. Mm. This, Not this? No. <laughs> this must have been somebody else's fan mail. Yeah. <laughs> I told your sister, I'm sorry, but a lot of this music doesn't there, work for there's me. There's a remake later, yes. or a cover later, that really, really bugged John Paul. And oh. I said, I wonder, yeah, I was like, uh, put some respect on it, please, but uh-huh. you would not put any respect on it um my my thing is i wonder if a they couldn't get the rights but i'm leaning more toward b they really really want to root this in today Mm -hmm. well today was yesterday was 1998 yeah okay and honestly like you're saying covers are way cheaper to license but and i feel like it i'm not i'm not you know co-signing on creed instead of alice cooper but (laughs) better not be uh, maybe the the one later on the original is better but i feel like for what we're doing here it Uh fits i guess but Casey begs his dad not to do this, but his dad tells him to come straight home because his mom is finding a doctor for him to see. Defeated, Casey gets out of the car and starts walking up to the doors, but he hears the coach and turns around to see his father talking to him, and the coach is just leaning inside the car. Yeah. Like, they're homeboys, right? Well, he's like, Mr. Connor, let me uh, tell you a secret. (laughs) Let me whisper in your ear. (laughs) You're looking very pretty today. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Coach, all right. Is that a cup of water? Thanks, coach. (laughs) (laughs) But they both turn to look at Casey, but he goes inside. He watches everyone in the hallway and Mr. Tate fucking glides past him quickly drinking a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. Delilah, now with her hair in a ponytail, glasses, and without her 72-hour lipstick, mm-hmm. pulls him to the side. When we see them again, they're in the stall of the bathroom and Principal Drake is on the intercom calling students to her office and Delilah is one of them. She says they're after them and her mom didn't even believe her. Casey tells her that they have the police now, so they can't even go to them. Casey proposes that this is a cult, but Delilah says she's not hiding here for the rest of her life. She leaves to go find Stan. Is this the scene where she says that she's in drag? Yeah. Yeah. What, what the fuck I, is she talking about? I Delilah's didn't catch trash, that. Dude. She's that's... fucking trash. I'm, I can't say it enough. Uh, she is. And again, they're doing the same shit where they get a beautiful actress and just throw some glasses on uh, her. They're like, different person. Is that Delilah? <laughs> I can't, and everybody reacts like, who the fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's clearly Delilah, yeah. guys. She's just wearing glasses. She hasn't got like chin putty or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because even Stan comments on it later and she's like, I wear contacts. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. dude, people have contacts. Mm-hmm. It's just funny, but and a lot of sexy people wear glasses. I mean, I yeah. You're like I don't mean to do uh, yeah. my own to s my own d. But. Just just look up at the art for the episode you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, 
But in the faculty lounge, they pull a sign off the AC that tells them to never use it and they turn it on. <laughs> it made me think of Azrael and Dogma. It's like no sin greater. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. No shit, especially in Texas. Absolutely. But they all sit and drink water, the coffee pot forgotten and empty. We see that they are now fully stocked with bottles of water and we just hear the entire faculty gulping. Well, it's become a meme to tell people to drink water. Yeah. I think they're just ahead of the curve. Yeah, they, they, they've been new. Yeah, maybe they started the meme. <laughs> are they oh, here? Shit. <laughs> they're here right now. But in Mr. Tate's class, we hear Principal Drake on the intercom calling three more students. Mary Beth sees Stokely looking at Stan and tells her to just go talk to him. She says she won't. So as they walk by, Mary Beth pushes Stokely into Stan's lap. She gets up and awkwardly asks him if he's excited for the big game, but he tells her that he quit the team. She sits in front of him and asks why. And it, it seems like very natural, casual yeah, conversation yeah. at this yeah. point. He says he's just sick of people kissing his ass because he's captain of the team. He mentions a game from last year and she says that he's the reason they won that game. And he's like, you follow the games? Well, she says it very funny. She's like, well, we only won because of your completed passes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's like, "What?" laughs> oh, so you follow him. Yeah. yeah. Stokely, I don't... You ever seen football yeah. for <laughs> But he says after he won them the game, he got a D on a biology test and Furlong changed it to an A because of the game. I'm like, Furlong? Yeah. I Of all the teachers, I thought I he know. would be... You know, He's a, the professor. Everybody else is Mr. and Miss. He is Professor Furlong. I thought he'd be like Walter White, and it's like, apply yourself. And then <laughs> <laughs> double See underline. me. Yeah. <laughs> but he says he wanted the D that he deserved. He says he just wishes people would let him be, and she finishes, a D student. He's like, yeah. And they smile together. Am I immature? Because he was like, I worked hard for that D. Oh, my well, God. That was my D. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yes you're immature because i was like oh i mean it's yeah. funny though right <laughs> i feel bad for him is what i'm trying yeah. to say right the bell rings and mr tate yanks headphones out of one of the students ears and slams a stack of papers on the desk as he drinks water he tells everyone to take out a piece of paper and write a live this is so heavy-handed yeah, i was is, laughing yeah. yeah and write a living family history this means writing down every living member of their family starting with immediate family and then the closest living relatives <laughs> stan raises his hand and he's like is this gonna be on the test and mr tate happily tells him this is the test <laughs> And he like licks his chops and drinks yeah. the water. He's like, also put down how much water they have in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, it was a lot. <laughs> I love it so much. Nobody's though. gonna sit there and be like, "You're acting weird." Yeah. And why the fuck do I need to tell you all my relatives? But the dumb thing is that they're in, like, "Man, this is a breeze." Yeah. I'm getting an yeah. A. In school, though, you're kind of taught not the question. Yeah, you are. It's yeah. kind of a bullshit thing about the American education system. So they're like, "Well, I guess my grandma lives." Oh, <laughs> you know. She's 30 no, miles like, away. Why? why do you need to know that? I d it's <laughs> none of your goddamn business. Yeah. Nope. But it, I did, I guess, this made me like Stan more. Oh, yeah. So I'm like more at now at this point, I'm like, okay, now here's a character I do relate to. I like I do Stan understand. a lot. You're realizing how well-rounded some of them are. Right. Yeah. Especially Stan. Oh, yes. no, yeah. But in the hallway, Mary Beth watches Zeke take his scat pins out of his locker. <laughs> Not a shit pins, no. <laughs> scat pins. Drugs. The drugs. But she asks him what it is, and he goes into salesman mode, calling it magic dust. He offers it to her, but she tells him she's allergic to aspirin, so whatever is in that pin would probably kill her. They make their introductions, despite the fact that they both already know each other's names. But it's like, it's a pleasure to meet you. The pleasure's all mine. <laughs> yeah. It's a pleasure, pleasure to, to meet, meet you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But there's an announcement over the intercom that all school club presidents have a mandatory meeting in the office today, as well as a reminder of the big game tonight. Stokely and Stan remark on the strangeness of a long line coming out of the administration office. Stokely peeks inside the office and sees that in the nurse's office, Nurse Harper is looking fucking fire and inspecting the <laughs> ear of one of the students. Really, all they did was take her hair down. Yeah. She looks great. Again, it's an easy trick. <laughs> yeah. Principal Drake closes the door. Gabe catches up with Stan in the hallway and asks if he's mad that he's been made the new team captain. His um, enunciation is not good. Yeah. Because <laughs> he goes, I'm the new team captain. <laughs> like, all right. So I shouldn't be captain? You're yeah. stressing? Sure. I know you get mad at me for yeah, this. Yeah, because yeah. you always say I say stuff wrong. Well, because you put a lot of heat on the first word. <laughs> You're like, let's watch Breaking Bad. I'm like, what? <laughs> let me fucking live, man. Me and Usher, just yeah. let us live, okay? Sorry to both of you. But he says that Nurse Harper is giving all students an ear exam, but Stan is confused when police officers led by Mrs. Olsen walk down the hall toward the office. Hmm. Oh, Usher was probably like, I'm saying it my way nah. <laughs> it was a big hit for usher um <laughs> fucking stupid but delilah comes up and grabs stan by the arm taking him away from gabe he remarks on her glasses as they walk past stokely that's when he's like i didn't know you wore glasses yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow like, i don't know <laughs> the glasses thing is kind of dumb wow it seems like the only impression you got in your holster is alfred hitchcock <laughs> <laughs> i'm still sorry about it i i'm proud of us <laughs> but casey comes up to stokely and tells her that he needs her help so i do have a couple things here mm-hmm. firstly i understand that these two characters are part of our main cast mm-hmm. but they are not cool with each other no. Literally at the beginning of the film when he was getting his nuts crushed. Uh, she says crash and burn. Yeah. She's, yeah. yeah. Well, so, she uses his name. So I guess they know each other. And maybe because he's like, she's a nerd too. I maybe mean, she'll they do understand. Have, they do have science class together. Yeah. But it just seemed odd that we're just pairing them up without prior. A little bit. You yeah. know. Well, I'd rather them do that than be like, remember in first grade when we saw that oh, bug? That's true. This is th- and like that. Have a flashback of young Casey <laughs> yeah. with the bug. Yeah. <laughs> But but wait, didn't earlier she told him that head cheerleaders date captains of the football team? So she's like, I'm going to be so dating how Usher. is she a nerd? She's, no, no, no. no uh, uh, we're talking about Stokely. Yeah. Oh, I Stokely. was like, what? Yeah. No. But Delilah, I guess, is also head cheerleader and yeah, editor-in-chief of the she's newspaper. She's very busy. I and, guess. And now she has to start dating Usher. I know. Oh, and like, shit. where does she find time to put the lipstick it's, on? <laughs> it's a lot, dude. It's fucking a lot. But the other thing that I wanted to say is that when I was a kid watching this, I was like, oh my God, they're stuck here at school. Yeah. Skip. Like... <laughs> I, yeah, you know, just leave. Just leave. Like, now we got to go to class. No, yeah. you don't. You really don't. I didn't realize. But that, you should. Yeah. You know, stay in school, kids. <laughs> stay in Another school. Podmortem PSA. <laughs> don't drink with your asshole and go to school. <laughs> you the follow more those, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> follow the those little rules star. Everything's going to be just fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything's pizza, kids. Everything's pizza. But outside, Mary Beth and Zeke walk together as she explains her situation. After an accident that killed her parents, she came here to live with her cousins. Fuck you boy stares at their direction and fuck you girl hits him and tells him to do something. I do want to point out that this is where I was like, come on now. Yeah. Because she calls him a pussy puke. She does. Yeah. And I'm like, Kevin, (laughs) Jesus, quit trying to make pussy puke happen. And it's not even like it's something the kids say because the coach said it. That's fucking, that's too much. So I was like, it's very clear one person wrote this. (laughs) Kind of like Fear Street. Oh, 
<clears throat> so Zeke tells her that his parents are dead too. I mean, they're still breathing, but for all intents and purposes, they're dead. That is insensitive as fuck. Yeah. yeah. See, again, I don't like Zeke. There's nothing yeah. there yet for me. I I grow to like Zeke, but that was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, I was like, this kid's cool. As an adult, I'm like, dude, fucking Miss Burke <laughs> is amazing and you're a you're a piece of shit yeah and then you're well, doing this shit oh my parents are also yeah. dead just kidding <laughs> it's psych bitch yeah. it's like we no, just don't get along you have yeah. dead parents it's yeah. like, what, the fuck? what are you doing dude <laughs> <laughs> but mary beth is like we got a lot in common but no, no no you don't but fuck you girl hits fuck you boy and storms away leaving him sitting and still staring at them we see a huge line of students at the water fountain and Zeke asks her if she's noticed anything weird lately. Mary Beth says she's from the South, so everything here is weird to her. Zeke's friends come up and ask for some more scat. After paying five bucks for a pin, they ask if he has more. They hand over the cash and he gives them more. They ask if he has any more on him, any more in his locker, any more in his car. He's like, nah, I'm out. But he's sliding pins back in his yeah. pocket. Clearly weirded out, which I appreciated. Well, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, he could have made an easy cash grab. But he's like, what the fuck is going wow, on? Wow, they were acting very uh, weird. Yeah. Again, everyone's being so suspicious. Yeah. yeah. Like, nobody's playing it cool here. H- how do you not notice that? <laughs> well, he did. He's like, I'm not. No, I know. But anybody anymore. else. Yeah. Like, uh- but suddenly... Miss Burke walks over, also looking fucking fire, her wallflower appearance gone. Seriously, do to me whatever they're doing to them. I drink a lot of water anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. use a glow up. I'm just saying. There there comes a point in time where I'm like, this doesn't seem so bad. I mean, my ear is ready, man. Like, I'm yeah. not even tripping about it. I mean, it'll hurt. It's been, I, I have tattoos. Like, that hurts yeah. too. <laughs> and they're worth it at the end. Yeah. It'll be fine. But Zeke turns to her and he's like, it's too hot today. I'm not in the mood. She just starts talking mad shit when he's like, what are you going to do? Call my mom. She says he doesn't even know where she's hiding this week to get away from her pathetic bastard of a son. She calls him a dickless drug induced excuse for a human being. And if this ain't Evelyn Price, I don't oh, know yeah. what is. There's going to be a lot to talk about at the PTA. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't talk to kids like no. that. No, it was 98. You <laughs> oh, well, like well you couldn't slap them like the 70s. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> we're not quite Carrie, but mm. we're not quite today. But a crowd gathers as she starts hitting him, promising to stick her foot up his ass if she sees him peddling his shit around the school again a bit much for me yeah well her line's good yeah she says you know kick your ass so hard you'll be sucking my toes till graduation or whatever i was like all right very good hot Um, but the thing (laughs) is is that kick his ass mrs burke i'm a fan no he he had it coming but this is wildly unprofessional (laughs) (laughs) that's not the argument (laughs) but we come in on casey finishing telling stokely what happened she's not even taken aback equating everyone's behavior to invasion of the body snatchers Casey's like, no, but what if that's what's really happening? All fiction is based on some truth. He proposes that Jack Finney maybe had aliens in his school and ended up writing about alien invasions. Write what you know. This is where you lost me, Casey. (laughs) 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 And I think you had Stokely until you said that shit. Yeah, no, because she was like, well, yeah. But again, this is the self-referential meta stuff. Absolutely. Because this is, you know, you're talking about how this is a ripoff of this. Mm -hmm. But you're like, we're also doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But at us at the end of the list. Uh Uh-huh. But she tells him there's a flaw there. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a ripoff of Heinlein's Puppet Masters. But Casey doubles down. Maybe the X-Files was right. 
over his shoulder, Stokely sees a librarian hold a sign up, up saying, quiet, please. And I'm like, is she just a librarian yeah. or she's like, he's getting fucking close yeah. to the truth. <laughs> she presses a button underneath the <laughs> independent thought alarm. Mm-hmm. But Casey says that if the people that wrote this shit haven't been visited by aliens, maybe they're aliens themselves trying to warn them. Stokely is skeptical, asking if he means to say that aliens write this shit so no one would believe it if it actually started happening. And Casey is like, yes. I gotta say, that's a very, very thorough operation. (laughs) It's a little convoluted. It's like, look, so then we'll hire Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? I don't, what? This is getting expensive. Yeah, good Lord. But Stokely isn't buying it, but she is intrigued. She says in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, there were pods. and Puppet Masters, there were parasites. What is it here? But he, okay, he says there's, he's like, well, there's no pods. And Stokely has to remind him. It's like, you have to be reminded of the scariest shit that you've ever seen oh, in your yeah. life. Oh, yeah, I don't... Did you forget that you invented a new species? Yeah, yesterday? I was like, I'm... Remember when it split off and bit your you, professor's hand? I'm sure seen. that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, yeah you've seen this shit. Mm-hmm. I know you saw what? a dead body and shit yesterday, yeah. too. So you got a lot you of sauce. Have, you yeah, only have room for yeah. one trauma at a time. You got a lot of sauce on your noodle, but... Yeah, they're really <laughs> calm to discussing this. Yeah, I'm they like, are. Well, they're like, nah, it's aliens, though, right, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they meet up with Stan and Delilah in the hallway. Delilah tells them she's told Stan everything. And Casey says that Stokely is onto something. But Delilah's still being a bitch to her. They go inside the science lab and they find the tank empty and assume that Furlong must have already sent the specimen to the university. But Casey does not agree. He explains to Stan that he found a new species and they think that aliens are taking over the school. Stan is skeptical, but they all take turns laying down the facts. The thing with Brummel in the shower, them finding her body in the closet, them calling students of the greatest influence into the office all day, including the new team captain. They're <laughs> like, we don't need you anymore, Stan. Yeah, sorry, Ursher. <laughs> but we cut to Zeke breaking into a storeroom and Mary Beth following him inside. He tells her that they're there to shop for the equipment that he uses to make his shit. Is he Walter White? I mean, <laughs> this is the origin story. Yeah, he, I thought the same thing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. In all fairness, he is dressed like Walt Jr. Like exactly he, like Walt yeah. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> but he walks over to her telling her that if they get caught in here, just grab onto him and pretend that they're making out so they get in less trouble. But they start to actually kiss, but mm-hmm. they get distracted by the sounds of the other group arguing through the vent. Back in the science lab, the argument has devolved into name calling for everyone except Casey, who's just trying to get everyone to calm down. Their insults are not great. Uh, Tip bag. Yeah. I like tip bag. What happened to Cretan? (laughs) (laughs) It couldn't be beat. Mm -mm. Stan asks why aliens would come to Ohio and Casey puts it simply. They're sneaking in through the back door. See, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is instead of like. It's a smart way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great concept, too. Mm hmm scary oh yeah because we would definitely be the back door oh yeah yeah much scarier than like he said independence day style yeah. yeah while that's a grand spectacle it's a lot creepier for everyone around you to just start being weird yeah, yeah. but suddenly zeke screams and comes stumbling into the room with mary beth laughing behind him he gives up the charade and tells casey that the only person here that's an alien is him Professor Furlong walks in asking what they're all doing here. Zeke spills all the tea, (laughs) saying that Casey thinks that he and the entire faculty are aliens. Furlong's like, huh, and quietly pulls down the shade to the window of the classroom and is like, is that true, Casey? (laughs) See, you're... (laughs) 
<laughs> You're literally acting like a secret alien right yeah. now. Like, why don't you just play it cool? Just he's like, is that so? Yeah. <laughs> and when he did that, I would uh-huh. have been like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. See, I the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing for him to do is to do that and be like, I'm just fucking with you or yeah, something. Yeah. Instead, he's like, who said I was an alien? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Professor Furlong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Casey just asks where the specimen is and Furlong's like, well, I already sent it to the university. Zeke tries to leave, but Furlong grabs him by the arm and throws him onto the floor, telling everyone that if they'll just take their seats, this will all be over quickly fuck yeah yeah so he thinks he can take all of them oh yeah he's he's hyped up on that yeah. alien shit man oh, good lord he grabs casey by the throat and throws delilah to the ground zeke pulls off the blade on a paper cutter shout out to the vault of horror there we go and threatens him i'll He'll show, show you him what's wrong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> furlong throws casey but stan catches him before he hits the ground Zeke cuts off Furlong's fingers and the strands that were in that specimen immediately come out of the stumps. Foreshadowing. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, there's a lot of foreshadowing. There is. There is. Yeah. Like Some of the writing is really it's good. A, it's a very smart film, John Paul. Cerebral, one might say. CGI didn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit. I disagree. I'll admit yeah. there's one part that doesn't look so great, but the hand looks good. All right. The fingers, yeah. not so much. Yeah. It, that's, that's more what it was. The fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Furlong gets on top of Zeke, opening his mouth and letting one of... I keep calling it specimen. We're just going to say alien now because I think the cat's out of the bag. Mm -hmm. The alien is out of the bag. (laughs) He lets one of the aliens fall out of his mouth. Zeke takes one of his pins and stabs Furlong in the eye as his fingers slither across the floor. Furlong throws Zeke into the fish tank, breaking it and spilling the water everywhere. He stands over him menacingly, but suddenly the pin sticking out of his eye begins to fizz and Furlong shakes and falls backwards. Now, there is something about the way that this is shot with him, like getting all fizzy. Uh That does feel Robert Rodriguez. It does. Like there are very few things where he kind of jumps out. It's like, no, I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) And he edited the film, Rodriguez. Yeah, I saw that. He usually does everything, but he's like, I guess I'll farm (laughs) out a few of these. But one thing I did want to point out is that you see some of the fingers slither up on some of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And one slithers up on Delilah and Mary Beth goes to help her out. Yeah. Very interesting moment there. It is. Mm -hmm. And it's happening in the background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very quickly. Mm hmm. But armed with the blade and a fresh pen of scat, mm-hmm. Zeke goes over to confront Furlong again, but they all find that he is dead on the floor, surrounded by f- the foam coming out of the pen. When Stan throws in the blade when I was a kid, I thought that was the coolest shit. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just the way he's like, hey, Zeke. Yeah. <laughs> and he just catches it like it's nothing. I'm like, that. Yeah. We if, got to fuck shit yeah. up. I wish I was that cool. Yeah. <laughs> I still wish that. <laughs> Stokely says that this is the time where someone says, let's get the fuck out of here. So Stan does. Casey scoops up the little alien for proof Mm -hmm. and Stan makes a plan that they all head straight for the parking lot. Stokely going meta. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I so again I en- I enjoyed okay. this scene. All right. Okay. Like I said, I do have some complaints, uh-huh. but it's not. It's just off and on. Yeah. That's just kind of what I think took me out of it. It was like, oh man, you had me, and then it's like, damn, I'm gone again. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but I did enjoy this. The action, the music. I was like, all right, all right. Yeah. Like hit him. I was like, oh, he's already dead. <laughs> but, but yeah, I did enjoy this whole little sequence here. It did hurt to see them cancel The Daily Show, but... (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, Mm -hmm. 
As a group, they walked down the hallway, passing classrooms of every student raising their hand. Fuck you, girl, and fuck you, boy, walk with their arms around each other peacefully, so you know something's up. Not good. As they go outside, the students all drink water and stare at them. Someone whispers, why stand hanging out with those guys? <laughs> Did you yeah. hear that? Yeah. <laughs> They finally make it to the parking lot and start to pile into Zeke's car. The football team comes over to them, led by Gabe, who asks Stan if he's sure he doesn't want to play with them. Stan is sure. Mm -hmm. He finally gets in the car and Zeke takes off. In the car, Zeke tries the radio to see if anyone's talking about what's going on, but there's nothing on any station but static. When they come to a police barricade, Zeke takes a hard right and speeds them away. I was afraid that he turned on the radio and they're like, you're listening to ALN. I was like, oh. <laughs> shuts it oh, off. Oh, God, no. Water rocks and leave your ear holes open. <laughs> they pull up to Zeke's house and go into the garage. Casey asks where his parents are, and Zeke's like, I think Europe. He unveils a makeshift science lab. Mary Beth discovers that the big secret for his scat is just crushed up caffeine pills. Stan wants to call his father, but Casey points out that he might not even be his father anymore. Also want to point out that Zeke's a rich kid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. No, not whatever. Yeah. These people are multifaceted. Okay. I guess. Well, I mean, he's got a super sweet car. Fair. He does. Uh, so, he does. I mean, he's, uh, he, got, he didn't get it from selling scat. No, he did I'll, not. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> but Casey eyes a gun sitting on the table and we get more shots of the lab dripping beakers. I'm like, what is he? This is Walter yeah. White. Yeah. Like, you just crush up caffeine pills, dude. He's like, here's how we make some blue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's time to cook. <laughs> but we even see a lab rat. I think his name is Oscar. Yeah. Before Zeke gets to work. He opens the container and places the specimen under the microscope before cutting off the tip of its wiggling body. So is he doing trials here? Yeah, sure. It's like yeah. if that mouse gets fucked up, I got some yeah. good shit. <laughs> That's a repeat customer. Mm -hmm. But sadly, he gives the piece to the rat and drips water on it. When the rat goes over to investigate it, it grabs the rat with those strands before implanting itself in the rat's ear. The rat goes on to look completely normal and Zeke apologizes to it before reaching into its cage and snapping its neck. Rest in peace, Oscar. Poor mm. Oscar. Wasn't he my scene partner? In the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think rats are cute, man. They can be. I think not any, the big ones. Anything, the big ones scare me. Anything unexpected is not cute. But if you plan, <laughs> call the big one biting. <laughs> if you plan to see a rat, it's cute. I guess. Mouse. Was it not mice, a rat? Mice are cute. No, that was a lab rat. That was. Yeah, you're saying mice are cute, not rats. Right. Small rats are cute. I'm glad we've figured you heard it, out. it here first. Folks. <laughs> going off the rails a little bit. Yeah, we really need to reel it in today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> But later, as Zeke performs an autopsy on the rat, we see that the specimen alien is still whole inside of its body. As he looks at it under the microscope again, he says it's a parasite. It takes control of the host. He cuts its body open and Zeke is just fucking, he's a genius because mm -hmm. he's like, it's incomplete. It can survive on its own, but it's really just part of a bigger organism. It needs a moist host. He remarks on the fact that Oscar's insides are completely dried out. They reflect on Mrs. Brummel, Casey mentioning that the coach said himself her body was just too old and it didn't take. Zeke says this also explains what happened to Furlong. He pours a scat pin out on the alien and it shrivels up. It's a diuretic. This is going to kill it. This is such cool logic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love it when they have rules. Yeah. yeah. You know, and weaknesses. As long as they stick to them. Yes. Don't give a shit and then break it. Yeah. yeah. 
Stokely says that they're trying to control their minds. And when Delilah starts to talk shit, Stan points out that Stokely has been right about everything so far. Mm -hmm. When Mary Beth asks how they stop it, they all defer to Stokely because of her sci-fi expertise. Stokely says that in theory, they're all connected. Killing the master would kill all of them. Stan asks what would happen to everyone else. And again, in theory, they would all just go back to being human. Casey says that they have to find the master and end this and they have to do it now. In a day and a half, it took over the entire high school. Stan points out that they don't even know who to fight. Any one of them could be an alien right now and they wouldn't even know it. Stokely says the humans that are taken over should be emotionless. But Stan reflects on how different the coach was, that he wasn't his usual hard ass self. Delilah equates this to him being the star quarterback that suddenly quit the football team. Stan's like, I'm not an alien. I'm just discontent, (laughs) which is relatable. Uh, Yeah. And of course, let's turn on each other. Oh, yeah, for sure. He turns it on Delilah wearing glasses and not all glammed up. So she turns it on Stokely, who she thought was a lesbian, but clearly has a crush on Stan. Then she turns on Mary Beth when she tries to defend Stokely. In fact, she showed up right when all of this started happening. They all turn on each other. Stan accuses Zeke of being too smart to be himself. Delilah asks Casey when he became Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) We get a shot outside and we see a car quietly pull up to the house. Later, when something happens, it makes me me laugh. I gotta say, all the suspicion makes sense except for Zeke and Stokely. Yeah. Because she hasn't changed at all. No. And Zeke is literally showing you how to kill these motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like, calm He'd down. He'd be like, guys, they fucking hate water. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's their least favorite thing. I know it appears they love it. Yeah. But and you just didn't know Stokely. No. You just don't know her. Just because you didn't try to meet someone doesn't yeah. mean. <laughs> Whatever. You're not what I expected. Yeah. You're an alien. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. But inside, Zeke has a solution for all of this as he produces his pens. Zeke's like, you know, blood from one of us, you know, it's just (laughs) tissue. (laughs) But one of those things out there. (laughs) I'm literally like, this is clearly the thing. It is, yeah. And I love it. Zeke was up late watching the thing and he's like, you know what, guys? (laughs) I have a fucking idea. Kurt Russell taught me. Yes. After some hesitation from Stan, he's like, I don't do drugs, man. Which, like, don't do not do drugs. Yeah. Now's not, like, not the time not for the dare. Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just take it. Dude. And we've established that this is caffeine. Yeah. yeah. We do that drug every fucking day. I just finished a cup of coffee. <laughs> Which kind of bothers me what happens in, mm-hmm. a, in a minute. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's one thing that I'm like, mm, I don't know about all that. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Casey goes first. He snorts the powder and sits down quietly. Zeke says that he doesn't get high on his own stash, which is like, this was your idea, Zeke. Yeah. But Stan tells him that he has to. Casey starts to giggle uncontrollably, and Stan points his gun at him. Zeke's like, he's just tweaking. Let him fucking tweak. He's like, dude, my drug turns you into the creep. (laughs) Sorry. The crypt keeper. (laughs) Just calm down. That's what we all want to be deep down. Casey really is like, (laughs) tails from the, you know. But. I think that, uh, yeah, (laughs) you got to get the one at the end. Yeah. I I do think that I don't, caffeine would not do this. No. I mean, he does say, I think. uh, (laughs) He says some house, caffeine and some household shit. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. But I mean, by household shit, he means meth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like just some Sudafed and uh, need a propane tank and. (laughs) 
But finally, Stan turns the gun on Zeke. Zeke snorts the scat and is fine. He takes the gun from Stan and gives him a pin. He points the gun at Stan as he snorts the scat too, and he's also fine. So you just seen how Casey's acting. Yeah. Uh-huh. But here, take this gun while I snort this, and you're fixing to be just like him. Yeah. Then I'm going to be just like you. Well, we, we got to do it. <laughs> yeah. We well, got to do it. It's fucking turning we'll you into the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to shoot me for the thrill of it. <laughs> but he gives a pen to Stokely, who's like, I'm not doing that. But like, we're beyond this. Yeah. Okay, let's just take it. Everybody is so annoyingly hesitant. Yeah, just do it. They look like they're having a great time. Yeah. If that's any indicator, we're yeah. it'll be fun. But this is when Zeke tells her it's just caffeine and some random household shit. She snorts it and she's fine too. Stan starts giggling with Casey. Finally, Zeke hands the pen to Delilah, who's like, no, bitch. Come on, man. Yeah. She wants Mary Beth to go first. Mary Beth reminds Zeke that she's allergic and Zeke is now a giggle box as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. The three of them laugh about Delilah being a bitch <laughs> and Zeke finally comes to the conclusion that both of them can just do it at the same time. When Stan and Casey high five, I remember as a kid, mom and dad busted out laughing. It was funny. <laughs> and I, forever, that moment is hilarious to me just because of how hard they laughed. Delilah and Mary Beth stare at each other and finally snort the scat. Delilah throws her pin to the ground and the laughter stops. Stan goes to see if she's all right. And when she turns around, it looks like there are bugs crawling under the skin of her face. It looks great. It does. And it scared the shit out of me. As a yeah, kid. because you're not expecting it. Yeah. No, I do real quick before you move on. Mm-hmm. So when they were both supposed to be snorting mm-hmm. in one scene, Mary Beth's pen doesn't have a cap at all. It doesn't. <laughs> and, then in, and then when she's snorting it, it still has the cap. Oh, well. <laughs> There's something about this scene. Yeah, we revisit we, it later, and it's my yeah. least favorite part in the entire film. 100%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fighting ensues, and Casey gets the gun. Zeke tells him to shoot Delilah in the head, but Delilah says that she doesn't know what's happening. Stan tells him not to shoot her. Delilah's eyes roll back to white as she tells him there's nowhere to go and nowhere to hide. They're everywhere. Done with this bullshit. (laughs) Stokely takes the gun and shoots Delilah, but Delilah moves out of the way. Now, I was laughing out loud because this bitch smashes all of Zeke's lab equipment and then fucking Kool-Aid man's out the side of the garage. See, it's so it's, unnecessary. <laughs> you had me. Yeah. And then this happened. All of it is just, it's, it's too much. Cause no. it, it's not like you said, it's not just like she pushes one thing over. No, no we get like three shots of her just fucking yeah. wrecking yeah. shit. And they just let it happen. And, and I just burst. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen you drink water in how long Delilah? Like, so how strong are you really? That's true. But Stokely, Stan, Zeke, and Casey all run after her. Stokely's still fucking shooting the gun. Oh, yeah. Which is like, the cops are going to be here any minute, and we know that they got the cops. So (laughs) Delilah runs straight to the car that was waiting out front. She gets in, and they take off. And I was laughing because that car pulled up like, this bitch is about to be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, did they sense it? Well, it's a hive. I okay, that's fair, but it was hilarious. And to I me. think it was Tate driving it, wasn't it? I couldn't see, but it did say student driver. Yeah. And if Tate was driving it, that makes it even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was there for a while. He was. He's like, damn! I remember she said she was gonna yeah. <laughs> looking at his watch. But Zeke said that she just destroyed most of his supply. 
Casey points out that all they need to do is get the queen and they can have everyone back. Mary Beth finally joins them giggling. But this was interesting to me because when they were in the garage, it was the master. Right. Now they're identifying it as the queen, mm -hmm. which I thought was yeah. interesting. In the car, Zeke asks how much of the drug they have left and Casey's like, not much. They state again that all they need to do is get the queen and they've got them all, which you just said that 30 seconds yeah. ago. And you also said it was just a theory. You yeah. <laughs> No, it, this is facts. Well, I mean, what else do they got? Yeah. Yeah, but we we know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're kind of beating us over the head with it. Uh -huh. But Stan says that it's Friday night, so there's only one place the queen would be, and Zeke speeds ahead. We cut to the football stadium as Class of 99's cover of Another Brick in the Wall plays. This is John, when John Paul was upset. I just want to point out before JP gets very mad. <laughs> <laughs> Class of 99 was a rock super group yeah. made just for this film to do this <gasps> cover. And it featured the likes of... I didn't of know that. Lane Staley. Lane Staley and Tom, Tom Morello. Morello. Yeah. I And see, that's what I told you. I said, I hope they didn't get them to do this just for that. Well, I didn't know that. I, I'm sorry, too. Uh, <laughs> just use Pink Floyd. Now, I understand, of course, Pink Floyd's original version is great. Of course. But this feels dark and brooding, and it fits. It does. That's why I'm saying, and it sounds like they I, got somebody from a bunch of 90s bands to make yeah. it, and that's what they did. That's and, what it sounds like. And with it, them kicking each other's asses on the field, it, yeah. just, it fits. It fits. I yeah. get it, but it felt like bad company to me. Oh, and, they're remit. Listen, and that that I'm, I didn't like. <laughs> what you're not gonna I'm do sorry. is sit here and say that that's the hey, same. I thing. like I like everyone in that in the band. Uh -huh. I do. I just I I just it's wanted to funny hear because Floyd. I was reading where they came from, and it's all these like super grunge groups of the time. Yeah. Jane's Addiction, just like these huge groups, and then one dude from Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> personally love Matchbox Twenty, but I don't feel like it yeah. was on the same tier. I think they couldn't find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Short notice. But as you said, the Hornets are whooping the other team's ass. We see Gabe. Okay, now this. <laughs> okay, I yeah, I have something to say about that. <laughs> this flag on the field. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm I'm not a referee. But I would say planting an alien in your opponent's <laughs> ear has to at least be a personal foul. Yeah. Gabe tackles someone from the other team, and then we get a tight shot of him literally like <laughs> dangling yeah. the fucking alien over their ear, and what? the refs just come and take him away. But unless the refs are true, you know, but that's at least fifteen yards. What? Uh, yeah, but what I, is, what I is was it? laughing, dude. I was like, that is too much. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think because now it is a flag for doing that when you over celebrate. Oh, I thought you were saying yeah. for putting an alien. No, oh, no, that. <laughs> But if yeah. he's dancing yeah. with the aliens that's true. coming out the shoes back in if the that, shoes like, <laughs> if that's in the rules I need, to start, yeah. I need to start watching football because yeah. Yeah. while the NFL watches they're like holy shit yeah. <laughs> we need to nip this in the butt yeah. before it becomes a real problem guys <laughs> But there's a shot of Gabe literally just clotheslining someone. And Coach Willis looks like it is Christmas morning. Uh -huh. He is so thrilled. He lights up. That's unnecessary roughness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Hornets are just fucking, they need to chill. Mm -hmm. But as they go through the crowd, they agree on the fact that the queen has to be Principal Drake. We know that she, it didn't start with her. Uh-huh. But they have no clue. No. And they conclude that everyone is basically done for because the entire town is here at the game. By morning, there won't be one human left. As a bunch of people sit down in the stands, they spot Mrs. Olsen and Principal Drake talking to each other. 
Once Stokely and Stan take off, Mrs. Olsen and Principal Drake look in their direction and Drake goes after them. You know what I just realized is that this is the third film we've covered this month where it's kind of a thing that passes on yeah. one person to another. What the fuck? That was You're unintentional. Right. Yeah. I guess we were just in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird. It's a weird themed month. Stokely and Stan join Zeke, Casey, and Mary Beth in the gym to tell them they found Principal Drake. As soon as this is out of their mouth, she appears in the doorway asking what they're doing in here. She tells them all to come with her, but they stand their ground. Stan comes fucking running at her and tackles her <laughs> on the ground, throwing a net over her. Zeke helps him wrap her up in it. She yells that they're all expelled and they're like, drop the act. We know what you are. <laughs> the fact that, I mean, we know, we, we know, yeah. but the fact that she could just be a person yeah. is terrifying because she acts like very like what is going on yeah. she didn't pull a furlong. No, she's like, oh, you think I'm an alien, huh? Fucking yeah. shuts the drapes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he gave them the green light. He did. He did. They should have just started whooping his ass. He did. But Stan points the gun at her and Mary Beth fills up a pen for Casey. She has like a container of the scat. Yeah. And she fills up a pen and Casey brings it to her and tells her to snort it or Stan is going to shoot her. She's like, I'm not doing that. And Stan's like, I don't know. We got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That was the only card we had to play. Now, I will say, just because she won't snort it doesn't mean you can't pour it in her mouth. Yeah. Yeah, pour it on her face. Her skin, anything. Yeah. You saw it fucking eat up the thing immediately. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't inject it. They just no. poured it on it. But Zeke makes sure the doors to the gym are secured, and Casey says they'll just go the furlong route and prepares to stab her in the eye. Again, you don't have to do no, this. No, this is a lot. <laughs> Hesitating, Casey's like, are we absolutely sure? Zeke wrestles the gun away from Stan and just shoots Principal Drake right between the eyes and she falls to the ground. Very A very human death. Wow. I'd be like, we have fucked up now. <laughs> Zeke never should have done that. No. That was too much. Uh, I mean... Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> wait, uh, hold on. No, the whole school's turning. We don't know who the fuck we can trust. And but she we was don't... acting weird earlier. And she was weak in a case. Yeah, yeah that was weird earlier. Yeah. But you don't hedge your bets by shooting someone in the head. She could have just been having an off day. Yeah, he's wow. fucking like well, Chief Wiggum. Well, she was turning into a monster. <laughs> yeah, <I'll> see, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if Wiggum did it, it's fine. Oh, yeah. Wiggum defense. Mm-hmm. They stand over her body and nothing happens. Mary Beth asks if they were wrong, and Stokely tells Casey to stab her to just be sure. He slowly approaches her body with the pin still raised and is sure that they've made a mistake when they see blood pooling around her head. Principal Drake suddenly stands up and the bugs and strands pour out of the hole in her head. It's like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a lot. I love it. Mary Beth runs over and pours the scat on her. She flops around crying out, clearly done, but Mary Beth pours the rest of the stash on her. I feel like Jack Skellington. I'm like, interesting reaction. <laughs> but what does it mean? But, Why do we keep going oh, to Nightmare? No. I don't know, dude. But um, this comes up very interestingly. It makes it makes no sense in the moment. But yeah, because you're like, oh, you yeah. stupid bitch. It, oh yeah, I, I I wanted to push her down. Yeah, right? what are you doing? Like, no, 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 we need yeah. that. Yeah, Zeke goes over and he's like, stop. But it's it's done. Principal Drake falls to the ground and just fucking disintegrates. Zeke takes back all they have left. One pin from Mary Beth and one pin from Casey. They look out the windows and see that it is pouring rain outside and people are going home. I'm like, did they make it start raining? Oh, they're like, hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is way great. This shit comes from the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Pick the right planet, guys. 
they can only hope that this worked because if not, a lot of infected people are going home to spread it further. And yeah. I'm like, are they talking about COVID? Yeah, I know. Goddamn. <laughs> a little prescient. Stan tells them to stay here and he'll go check it out. Zeke gives Stan one of the pins and tells him to use it wisely. Stan says that if it wasn't Principal Drake, they're fucked. He starts to leave, but Stokely pulls him back and kisses him. She tells him that she just doesn't want to never have done that. I, I loved it. Yeah, I'm... I was like, oh, I, We're pro- we yeah. might die. Yeah, like, yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Emboldened. And I also love that they never officially broke up him and Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, true. Well, who's, who's that? I mean, even like, as a human, she was yeah. a piece of shit. Stan's like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I needed to push me over yeah. the edge. Uh-huh. Emboldened, Stan runs out into the rain and Casey and Zeke smirk and giggle at what just happened, which was really yeah. cute. I thought it was cute and all, but they are really super chill after murdering their principal. <laughs> <laughs> That's not their principal. Yeah. All right. Well, they're alien. Plus, principal. yeah, she's melted now. That's true. Yeah. We can't cry it's over like melted principals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rule. Stan runs out into the football field looking for Coach Willis and he finds him all right. It did not work. Coach Willis is full fucking monster face with the strands squiggling out to catch the rain. The entire football team stands behind him with all of their faces turned up. It so, looks fucking yeah, great. I love that a lot. Yes. I will say Stan probably could have seen that from a few yards away. Yeah. <laughs> but then he runs up on his spot like CJ from San Andreas. <laughs> and it's a little like now you're fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got too close, man. Because you didn't use your peepers and you yeah. had to get. But the coach sucks them back into his face and just looks at Stan. And you're like, so Shit. were they drinking or were they? They're like, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're dancing. All it's right. like when worms come up from underground. <laughs> back at the gym, they stand waiting at the window. And Mary Beth remarks that she doesn't like it here and she wishes she'd never come. They can see the football team standing on the field, but they don't see Stan. He pops up in front of the door out of nowhere, begging Stokely to open it. Casey tells her not to because they don't know if Stan is safe anymore. Stan says it wasn't Principal Drake. It's Coach Willis and he's right behind him. They need to let him inside. But we just saw him soaking up the the rain (laughs) on the field from the gym. So I'm like, I don't I don't know. I don't know, Stan. (laughs) But Zeke tells him to prove it. Stan's like, I lost the pin while I was running. The coach is really fast. (laughs) Casey slides the last pin under the door. Stan begs them to just let him do it inside, but they're like, nah, son, right now. He finally puts it in his nose, and just before he snorts it, he looks up at Stokely and dumps it on the ground. She starts to cry as he calmly tells her to open the door. He says it's so much better. There's no fear, no pain. It's beautiful, and it'll make her beautiful, too. There are no worries or problems, and they want her. He wants her. But then he ruins it by screaming at her to open the fucking door. But I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to let this thing in my ear. I'm going to get hot as fuck. My anxiety's gone. I'm really like not really seeing a downside. I'm to this. honestly just thinking about being over depression. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I think this is not so bad. I'm like, now what's that? You now, said no pain. And now I am a little pissed off at him saying you will be beautiful. Because yeah. she's beautiful. I'd be like, well, fuck you, Stan. Yeah. yeah. That's, but uh, the other stuff sounds uh, pretty... I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fucking... I'm in, dude. Pretty groovy to me. Yeah. But Stokely just walks away. He calls after her that it's too late because they've already won. Zeke threatens him and Stan just fucking runs off into the night like a cat. <laughs> Do all these kid movies or teen movies, they have to run. Yes. <laughs> They're, right? The shot, mean, the shot of him running away is one of the funniest <laughs> things. Almost like I know what you did last yes. time. Yes. He's pulling a Julie James, yeah. man. 
Later in the gym, Casey is convinced that it is Coach Willis. Mary Beth says that they're unarmed now, but Zeke says he might have more, but in his trunk. With this being their only option, Casey joins Zeke and they leave the school. They run to a row of school buses and have to scramble under one when the entire football team marches by. Half are led by Coach Willis and half are led by Stan, who's wearing his uniform again. He's like, sorry, Usher, I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is my team. From under the bus, Casey's like, does it really take two of us to get to the car? Zeke admits that it won't. One of them is the decoy. Casey comes out from under the bus, and I don't know if he volunteered or if Zeke pushed yeah. him out. Yeah. I don't know. But he's immediately chased by the team. He hides on one of the buses and watches them walk by. Delilah appears at the front of the bus. She starts walking toward him, telling him that he's been a loser since first grade, but now it's time to be one of them. We can see from the windows that the football players are crowding around the bus now. Mm -hmm. Delilah tells him she hasn't been this happy since her dad died. And I do appreciate a little bit of insight to maybe yeah. why she's such an asshole but it would have been nice to get it earlier because yeah. i already hate her and does she mean that she wanted him dead no she's saying well, since before okay since before. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, Nay, I don't remember since that line <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been this happy since i killed my father <laughs> it's like oh my god since before her dad maybe died. we're maybe we're giving her too much character yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But she tells him she knows that he wants her, so let's just do this. The handle on the emergency exit starts to move, and finally a football player's head comes crashing through the window, breaking it with his helmet. <laughs> Casey pulls himself up through the sunroof. Is it still a sunroof on a bus? I think so. Uh, the yeah. bus hole. <laughs> <laughs> pulls himself escape. up yeah, yeah, and jumps off the bus, hauling ass as they come after him. Zeke finally makes it to his trunk. He searches through and finds nothing but greets Ms. Burke as he closes the trunk. She's leaning on his car. He's like, did you change your mind about the chocolate laxatives? But she says she was leaning towards something cherry flavored. Ooh. Salacious. <laughs> 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 condoms. Yeah. He plays it cool, telling her he's out, but he spots the pins on the floor of the car. He says that he has something else, though. He tells her to let him just hook her up. He jumps in his car and starts it, but she just throws herself through the window <laughs> and it honestly looked hilarious. It, yeah. They have no regard for their body. Not yeah. at all. They're like, we're just in here for a short time. Not, right. they don't, like, <laughs> we're here for a good time, exactly, not a long there time. There you go. Thank you. They don't um, understand how fragile we yeah, are because no. you can't be doing that shit. Mm -mm. But he drives, her legs sticking out of the passenger window, but he turns, causing her to fall into the back seat. He tries to reach for the pins as she tells him to relax. Multiple tongues coming out of her mouth. He puts on his seatbelt and drives straight into one of the school buses, causing a fire and Miss Burke to be ejected through the windshield. Was Ben Tramer in that bus? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he falls out of the car, bleeding and clutching onto the pins. He looks over to see Miss Burke's head slithering on tentacles toward her headless body. And the headless body is searching on the ground for her head. It felt yeah. very Death Becomes Her to me. It felt that, but the head on legs, the thing again. Yeah, yeah of course. But I agree with that. With, with it was the, the clumsiness. Yes. Yeah. Great movie. So good, dude. Spoiler alert. 10, ten. out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> he raises the gun, but when she picks up her own head, he's done with it and runs away. I appreciated that he was just like, fuck this. Yeah, dude. yeah oh, I'm yeah. not going to win here. I will say he could have ran faster. Yeah, <laughs> he's he not Casey. He was yeah. very casual about it. <laughs> well, he did. He's just cool, man. Wreck his car. That is true. That his, was very sad. That Pontiac was nice. It was a good car. Uh, it was. His legs probably busted. I'll give him uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, he was just in a wreck. <laughs> yeah, it's like run faster, you piece of yeah. shit. <laughs> but in the gym, as they sit on the bleachers, Mary Beth asks Stokely who she thinks it is. Stokely's like, it could be anyone. Mary Beth asks how Invasion of the Body Snatchers ends, and she tells her that we lose, they get us. She says maybe we do win though, because Stan looked happy. Mary Beth says this. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of taking away who we are, they're bettering who we are. She tells Stokely that she knows she prides herself on being an outsider, but isn't she tired of pretending to be something she's not? Because she is. Realization dawns on Stokely's face, and just as she turns around toward Mary Beth, Mary Beth punches her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could have done better than that. But. Yeah, maybe. I went full Blair Witch, too. I was like, she's the alien, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> she's the queen, man. Yeah, the whole time I was like, what did you just say? Yeah, yeah hold on. Yeah. But that, Bettering. Yeah. Pardon me? Yeah. But are you in the pocket of big alien? <laughs> <laughs> Two things about this. Number one, not only does this explain like a lot of the a weird lot. little right. moments, yeah. like the things that she said. I, I feel like, alien an myself. Alien I'm the alien I think she said (laughs) I'm the queen alien (laughs) but the fact that whenever Furlong's finger was all over Delilah she was the one that went to help yeah and then Delilah turns out to be the alien right in the garage yeah so it's like and then they all ran after Delilah to catch her and she didn't and she didn't yeah it's like it's very you know she's like in her ear Mr. Tate please come with the car (laughs) spider can I leave (laughs) spider can I leave (laughs) But Casey runs inside and blocks the door. But Mary Beth is standing on the bleachers, both of her arms full fucking tentacle now. By the time Casey runs over and he and Stokely run away, Mary Beth has become the full blown alien queen. I'm in, I'm back in now. Okay, okay so good. So at this point, I'm like, this is alien queen. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. This is great. I'm yeah. in. Transformation looks good. Yes. Yeah. I think Clea Duvall sells this moment so well. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Because you see it. You see the light bulb go off yeah. her. But Casey and Stokely run around the pool. But alien Mary Beth just dives in and meets them on the other side. Just as they're about to run to the next room, she grabs Stokely's feet with her tentacles and Stokely goes down, hitting her face on the tile and Mm. spraying blood out of her mouth. It looks awful. Yeah. This always hurt me as a kid. Yes. Yeah, because it looks good. It does. Alien Queen Mary Beth drags her down in the pool and Casey screams after her, doing the opposite of a fucking Delilah and coming to look. (laughs) We see Stokely floating in the water, blood pouring from her mouth and... Alien Queen Mary Beth appears behind her and does the same thing the little one did, pulling her mouth back to expose her teeth. Just a lot scarier. Yeah. A lot scarier. Stokely swims to Casey and he pulls her out of the pool, but Alien Queen Mary Beth rises up screaming and fucking huge. Yeah. The water is their shit, man. They run. I guess they didn't see... No, I won't spoil another alien movie <laughs> to deal yeah. with water. I know exactly what you're going to say. I think someone else saw it and was Never like, mind. what if I did What if I did this the but opposite? The opposite. <laughs> <laughs> they hate that shit. It's behind. Yeah. If you know, you know. You know, you know. I was going to say something earlier, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, no. Can't, can't do we'll it. We'll save it. Hey, maybe we'll cover that someday. I would yeah. love to. I think we have a couple requests for that. That mystery film. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will say creature design is on point. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But they run under the water. Mary Beth transforms from the alien queen to her own naked human self before getting out of the water. Very cool visual. Oh, yeah. We get another really cool visual oh, in a minute that I love. love. Mm-hmm. 
But Stokely and Casey hide in the locker room where Zeke walks in, woozy. He did just get in a car accident. <laughs> and sees some fucked up. Yeah. Yes. Stokely calls out to him, but Mary Beth, still naked, tells him that Stokely is the queen as she hides behind the corner. Stokely's like, no, it's her. Yeah. I think Stokely has a better argument. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us is still wearing clothes? Yeah. But Mary Beth says that Stokely is just faking them. No one knows what she is anyway. Gay, straight, alien. She steps into view and Zeke is like, oh, Mary Beth, where are your clothes? (laughs) (laughs) He's baffled because he saw her take the test. She's like, you don't know what you saw. Now let's cut to the worst part of the fucking movie. Yes. We get a flashback as she tells him that it was nice of him to befriend her. We see skin cover up the holes to Mary Beth's nose. And okay, I'm with you so far. You have not lost me yet. Yeah. But then we see her little fucking wiggly alien finger take the (laughs) lid off the pen and the scat spills onto the ground. And it did not happen. I feel like Annie Wilkes. He never got out of the (laughs) cock-a-doody car. You snorted that shit. We saw you. We seen it. At the very least, the camera cut away very quickly as she leaned back with it, but the but scat was still happen. in there. That shit did not happen. And I'm sorry, but you don't have to go all alien finger. You literally <laughs> yeah, could have just done that with your human yeah, fucking see, pinky. <laughs> that, that's I'm that's so literally confused. what I wrote. I said, that never happened. We watched that scene. I'm, yeah. I'm, you, I can rewind it uh-huh. and no, watch it again. We, I'll pause let's it. go back together. Let's fucking yeah. JFK yeah. this shit. I'm, back into the yeah. left. Back and to the yeah. left. Up and up the nose. <laughs> I'm I'm very disappointed because I I think I've made it very clear how much I love this movie. This takes me right the fuck out of it because now you're insulting me. All she had to do was just do the nostril closing. Yeah. And, and then show, show her, her throwing it. her head back yeah. because we really were distracted with Delilah yeah. turning yeah. into a fucking alien. And then, dude, I think when Delilah turned alien, she could have literally poured it out behind the couch. Anything. Yeah. And nobody would have known. <laughs> Anything but alien fucking finger. But yeah. here we are. <laughs> fucking piggly wiggly (laughs) over here but zeke holds the pen in his hand and goes to stab her but stokely grabs his arm to stop him suddenly bugs her under her skin and she's got a fucking bunch of different tongues surprise motherfucker yes casey pulls her away and locks her in with the equipment Zeke gives a pin to Casey and he thinks it's for Mary Beth, but Zeke is like, nah, son, I was gone for five minutes and now everyone's a fucking alien. You need Mm -hmm. to snort that shit. Again, I understand, but you don't need to snort the whole thing. No, No, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I'd be like, look, Zeke, you saw what happened to me when you made me do that the first time. I'm going to start introducing uh, TV shows (laughs) and fucking full of puns and shit if I I need to have all my no pun intended I need to have all my faculties to be fighting this fucking alien I'm gonna be no help to you unless you wanna watch some spooky shit (laughs) like come on Jesus Christ just let me be normal please I didn't understand (laughs) it no but Casey sniffs it and suddenly tentacle shadows are all over the locker room. Casey is messed up seeing two of everything and he quickly loses sight of Zeke. But we meet Zeke again when he is thrown over all the lockers <laughs> and knocked the fuck out. Stokely tries to hold onto Casey's head when he backs up into the equipment area so that Mary Beth can get him. But he wiggles free, leaving her trapped and holding a lock of his hair, which I don't know if his hair is that long, but it happened. <laughs> well, it looked creepy. Because they're the way that her arm, the veins. Alien Queen Mary Beth screeches and roars, but her human voice calmly tells Casey to come out. 
She walks through the locker room as a human, but the tentacle shadows follow her, and I am living for it. Yeah, I, d- I did enjoy that. It's that so good. That looked really cool. It's one of my favorite visuals yeah. of the whole movie. She tells him that there were limitless oceans in her world, but they started to dry up, so she came here and met them. She says they were different, lost and lonely like her. She just wanted to give them a taste of her world. There is no fear or anger. Casey hides armed with the pins that he took from <laughs> Zeke's passed out yeah. body. Yeah, he, didn't he say, thanks, buddy? Yeah, yeah. or something <laughs> like that. It's like, come on, man. But this is why I think she was looking at Stokely like that. Because she's like, she's an outcast. Now, I was mentioning that Stokely had looked at her. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because I was like, that's how I, when I was crushing. I felt like she just looked over because Mary Beth was staring at her. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was like, who's this new girl? No. Maybe. I mean, who who knows? I don't know, man. I didn't write the fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) But she tells him that the underachiever can have parents that care. The jock can be smart. The ugly duckling can be beautiful, which stop calling her an ugly duckling. Yeah. And the class wuss doesn't have to live in fear. And the new girl can just fit right in. She tells Casey that her feelings have been hurt because they act like their way of life is the only way they can survive. She tells him she can make him a part of something perfect. Casey calls out to her that he would rather be afraid and this fucking pisses her off. (laughs) She says this is where the fiction gets it right. They win. She's full alien queen again, throwing the lockers around and screaming and Casey runs back to the gym. On the condition that we don't turn into the alien again? Yeah. This sounds like a good deal. I mean, I'm saying, (laughs) maybe I'm fucking like, as Stan put it, discontent with the the human experience. But I'm like... I was going to say, I'll just put it on Front Street. I'm not in a good place right now. (laughs) 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 But... I'm sorry. I, I I don't see all of the downsides that everyone else is seeing to this. I do not want to turn into that. No, no, as long as we can keep our skin. But yeah. it feels like she's the queen. She's the only one doing all that. Well, I'd also. But the other one, do they do have bugs under their skin and shit? But I'd also like know. her to stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do that, you do scare me. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the gym, Casey presses the button on that bleacher thingy that makes him shrink up. Mm-hmm. That oh is God. very scary to yeah. me. This was so frightening to me. Yeah. Like, ugh. bravely, he runs through them, racing to get to the other side while baiting alien queen Mary Beth to go in after him. The bleachers start to collapse and he continues to run. The tension mounts, but he jumps out just in time and alien queen Mary Beth is stuck in the bleachers. There was a couple of times that he fell and I was like, get up. Yeah. <laughs> run, like, Casey. Ooh. Casey readies the pen and looks into alien queen Mary Beth's eye and utters the iconic phrase guaranteed to jack you up <laughs> come on now. <laughs> which i was gonna say he was not there for that but he was nose bleeding in the stall oh, oh, shit. Yeah. so he's like i'm gonna use that yeah. later <laughs> not to you know <laughs> dust off an old gym but with the dry cool wit like that <laughs> <laughs> he stabs it through her eye and she spits on him prince of darkness style and yes i'm gonna shoehorn that reference in anywhere well, i, I can, you apparently But when she spits on him, the little alien creatures are stuck in the skin of his face and he screams. The pen foams in her eye and she just quietly dies. The creatures fall off of Casey's face and onto the floor as he slumps down. He tells the fallen queen, you wouldn't have liked it here anyway. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to call out the practical effects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you know that that alien's a real model at this point. That's oh, so yeah. fucking cool, man. And you know that the stuff in his face is legit. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, they didn't cut open Elijah Wood's face. Are but, you sure, man? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't there. All right, he had to save Middle Earth, man. He had to. 
but I, it's great. Yeah. He goes back to the destroyed locker room and frees Stokely, whose tiny aliens are dissolving on the floor. He wakes her up, and aside from a bloody nose, she's fine. They hug. Zeke falls against the gate screaming, but aside from the dramatics, he's fine too. <laughs> they all share a laugh, and it fades to black. We get a card that reads one month later, and we're back on the football field, just like in the beginning, but this time, instead of Stan being with Gabe, it's Zeke. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a news report says that things have finally gotten back to normal and the claims from a few students that extraterrestrial activity was involved have been dismissed. Ms. Burke waits for Zeke on the bleachers, though, which is bullshit. OK, yeah. I know that we've made it clear that Zeke has repeated a grade, so I'm sure he's like 19, but he's still a student and this Mary Kay Letourneau shit is not the happy ending that I'm looking for. It's very not good. What would be cool is if maybe they were in the bleachers together that he took the classes and graduated and he's uh -huh. not a student anymore. All maybe, right. You know, maybe he's just on the practice squad after graduating. Okay. <laughs> the practice squad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I get what they were going for. And if they had flashed it forward the next year, maybe, yeah. mm -hmm. but like he's you, off to college? Yeah, yeah, you don't fuck students. That That's my issue. Is that another Podmortem that's PSA? That's Podmortem PSA. Stay in school. What was the other one? Don't drink with your asshole. Don't drink with your <laughs> asshole. And don't fuck students. And your life will be fine. Yeah. If you can follow those three yeah. rules. <laughs> We're so fucking stupid. <laughs> but the coach yells at Zeke for smoking and tells him to get his ass back in the game. Stan watches and Stokely, given the bullshit Ali Sheedy treatment from the Breakfast Club, joins him. I literally put in my notes, what in the Breakfast Club bullshit? Let yeah. the goth girl just be a goth girl. She doesn't need the love of the popular guy to be like, I don't even like black anymore. And she's, this is she's wearing pink. So yeah, it, yeah. just let the, the goth girl be hot and still get the guy and still I, be goth. I, I'm mad. I said that to your sister. It's, it's too. absolute bullshit. It's I hated it. it. In the Breakfast Club. I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> No. <laughs> I hated it at the breakfast club and I hate it right now. No, yeah, I I told your sister the same thing. When I got to the end, she was uh working on it at the same time I was. Yeah. Uh and I said, "Why'd they do that?" She was like, "I don't know." I'm mad but, about. Uh, I was trying not to say more so that I could save the rant for here because uh -huh. yeah, I'm I'm mad. You didn't need to do that. Uh -huh. There was nothing wrong with her at the beginning at nope. all. I think that we said that the alien finger was the least favorite. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna ch I'm gonna change my vote. I think seeing her with the makeover yeah. might be my least favorite part of the film. It's just it makes me mad, and it perpetuates yeah. a bullshit stereotype. Yeah, yep. I just anyway. Goth girls, we love you. We love you as you are. Yeah, and you can have a boyfriend without wearing pink. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know this movie fucking filmmakers <laughs> it just makes me mad mm -hmm. but the newscaster says that the criminal investigation is still ongoing and stokely asks stan if he has any regrets as he watches the team play and he tells her none whatsoever and they kiss we cut to casey taking photos of a butterfly delilah comes up to him and drops people magazine time magazine and least importantly but she saves it for last the hornet weekly magazine yeah all in front of him all which have him on the cover as a hero <laughs> should have been the first one I'm yeah. just saying, but her little pictures in the corner written <laughs> yeah. by delilah prophet i do have to say though when he was taking the picture of the butterfly i was like is he gonna learn how to time travel yeah <laughs> he's like its wings are like yeah. calling out to me i <laughs> 
Never <laughs> seen a butterfly like that. Uh, yeah. Play, play Life is Strange, please. Yeah, it's great. But she asked him how it feels to be a hero, and he's like, it's all right. Which I... <laughs> 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 they could have something cool yeah. for him to say, but well, what did you say in your interviews, man? If that's Sorry. all you got left, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then they kiss, which I really wish pre-alien Delilah had been had an ounce of likability, because yeah. then I'd be like, yes, Casey, because clearly he likes her, but she was a piece of shit through and through. I think that's the issue. He got the girl he wanted, but yeah. she still sucks. But yeah. I don't want her for him. <laughs> no, you deserve better, dude. He does. You just saved the fucking world. Yeah, yeah no shit. <laughs> But reporters come running over to him and they head over. She's like, they're back, which felt very Scream too. Yeah. yeah, it did. But she tells him that he can be pretty cool sometimes, you know, call back because mm-hmm. he said that to her. And he remarks how things have changed. The credits roll. And if this wasn't 90s enough, Stay Young by Oasis plays over <laughs> them. I wasn't mad at it. No, not at all. They do one of my favorite things ever, which is they show the people that played the people when yeah. they show their names. Yeah. But one thing that we do get from the credits, which is really awesome, is that John Stewart lived. John Stewart lived, oh, yeah. but he's <laughs> missing his fingers and an eye. Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> well, you can't win them all. Does, is the principal dead, though? We don't see her again, I don't think. Well, shit. Yeah. Mr. Tate is fine. Yeah. Which is really, <laughs> you know. You know, they probably diverted some of the funds because the principal died. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why they're all happy in the teacher's like, I get to go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> but okay what did you guys think of the faculty like i said earlier i i do enjoy the movie but there is a lot that it's just back and forth Mm. and uh (laughs) i'm in i'm out uh, out. (laughs) it's a lot um but it it, if you if you're within our age range you've watched this movie Mm. and you either like it or you don't i i do like the movie i don't love it okay um it does remind me of being a teenager and uh which wasn't bad but you know what i mean you're just kind of like oh do i like this because uh-huh. of that or is this really not a good movie but <laughs> it's not a bad movie if you've never seen it watch it um if you like it good i will probably watch it again at some point mm-hmm. um but i'm not rushing to watch it <laughs> i love this movie And it was an absolute blast to come back to it after all these years and realize that while some things are a bit dated, it surprisingly holds up so well. And it's such just a good time. It is. Like, I I can't say enough about that. I, I just my thing is I always encourage people to revisit the film's that like they watched when they were younger Mm -hmm. not to see if they still hold up but just to feel that feeling of nostalgia just sweep over you yeah and outside of the nostalgia it's still a really good movie for me too it's fun yeah it is fun i love (laughs) it yeah i was uh i had put on the patreon i had started working on it and i was like i've been smiling since i'm like i was like i was so happy to finally be able to do this one because this was a huge one when i was a kid and mm-hmm. i like i said had gone into it like okay this is probably gonna be cheesy it is not for me no we have some dialogue issues that really are unfortunately of its time but other than that man I, I fucking, it holds way the fuck up for me. I love it so much. You're smiling now. I, yeah. <laughs> I had to say something in the intro because I was like, you can hear yeah, that. Yeah, you could. <laughs> but I guess we can go right on into ratings. Um, I wrestled a little bit 
with mine mm-hmm. um torn between two numbers really and mm-hmm. i've had so much fun today that i'm just gonna go with the higher one and mm-hmm. john paul is gonna side eye me he's gonna side eye me <laughs> and it's fine it is what it is um the vast majority of this movie works for me uh from the characters to you know the kevin williamson <laughs> teen <laughs> shit um the story yeah and the fact that they're like Look, we know that this has been done before, so we're going to put that on Front Street. Mm. We're going to call it out. The fucking cast. Yes. Are you kidding me? It's just, I, I will revisit this again and again. We had to buy it, and uh, I'm going to be watching the shit out of it. <laughs> um, the only drawbacks for me, again, like I said, were uh, some dialogue choices that really I wish the whole lesbian thing I really wish they hadn't touched that at all. Yeah. The fucking alien finger <laughs> and them stripping Stokely of her personality because she's got a man now. Uh. Um, all of that, you know, oh, it's like, damn it, you were almost perfect. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I am going with the higher number today and I, I don't I don't care, man. I don't care. <laughs> Judge me if you want to. But on a scale from one to ten, I popping pins. <laughs> I, Renee... I'm giving the faculty 8.5 out of 10 eye-popping pins. I can't. I want to give it a 9. I can't because that finger thing, you're breaking your own rules. (laughs) Uh You didn't get out of the cock-a-duty car. Um, (laughs) But God damn it, I love this movie. I loved it when I was fucking 9. I love it. At 32, it just does something special for me. And uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Please. Because, man, it's great. But I will now open up the floor. So, I mean, you basically articulated everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I really wanted to call out on the positive side as well is even though there are countless homages, yeah, this still feels fresh. It does. It really does. It's not like a thing where you feel like, man, this is ripping off everything. No. Yeah. I'll give you that. That yeah. it does feel that way. I, I, I never felt like, hey, you're ripping this off yeah. completely. And I mean, the thing with the scat versus the blood and the thing, yeah. it's the same basic bear, it is, it is. but they do it in a way that it feels new. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really wanted to call out is the ensemble cast. I know mm-hmm. you did, but it is so good. And it's like everyone is so perfect in their role. Uh-huh. It just... Right. <laughs> I'm just fucking sick of it, man. I just, My thing, you know, some of the dialogue is really good. Some of the dialogue isn't so great. Yeah. A lot of people call out the special effects for being bad, but I think they're... I don't know why. I think they're good for the time and what they had to do. But yeah, I, I really can't think of any other negatives outside of some of the dialogue wishing it was just a little, yeah. you know, different. Yeah. But the funny thing is I came to this table with a score and I thought I was going to be looked at for it. And I even wrote it down on my card before you said yours because I didn't want uh-huh. any kind of, uh, you know. Yeah. But out of 10 eye-popping pins, I also gave the faculty <laughs> 8.5 eye-popping pins out of 10. All right. I love this movie. I think that I've proven that I will always love this movie. Yeah. I proved that to myself because yeah. I was a little concerned. And I understand people not liking it as much as we do. And I understand that some of it could be nostalgia, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Oh, like John yeah. Paul said, if you're in our age group, it will probably mean more to you than it would if you're watching it, you know, younger or even seeing it for the first time in 2021. Yeah. You'd probably yeah. be like, 
really <laughs> but i don't know something something about it it, it just, just works uh, yeah and the writing of the characters with the kind of eschewing of the archetypes yeah yes it starts that yeah. way because i mean it's just so easy to fall into that but i feel like any subtle way this film is kind of like no there's more to people than that yeah you can be a jock but also want to do well academically you can be the burnout but also be fucking smart like there's a lot it's a it's a nifty little movie it's got some deep things to say about not just people and you know fitting into a box yeah but simply conformity absolutely like it's a really good movie yeah but uh, I let's, here we go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I know you guys are expecting me to freak out on the movie. Okay. Uh, but no, I I like I said, I did watch it when I was younger, and I did enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. And then watching it now, I guess like I said, and I know it's just nitpicky, but it I feel like this star-studded cast, like all these, like it's hard to like. Oh shit, where's they at? Well, where, what's going on over there? Well, where did he go? Well, oh, now they're dead. And what's going? Oh no! You know what oh I mean? Like there's, like there's, I mean, you're there's not wrong. A, but, yeah, yeah, there's a lot, and everybody is somebody. Mm-hmm. And I do understand that at the time they, not everybody was famous, famous. No, yeah. So I do get that, but now you know what I mean. Yeah. Trying to watch it and concentrate, it's like, mm, why is Jean Grey doing that? You know, but <laughs> I, I, love I know the, it's the not. cast for me is a huge positive and for yeah. him it's like too too much yeah. you're doing too much you have too many good people <laughs> yeah, yeah like, what the fuck's happening get a dud in the bunch um, yeah. please but it is a good movie um the the like you said some of the dialogue is just kind of like really mm-hmm. and then i feel like the the stop and go kind of hurt it for me like i said the beginning i was like all right this is great and mm-hmm. then it turned into the fucking teen comedy horror and it was like oh but yeah, it's not a bad movie. You've seen it. If you've seen it, you know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. you understand, you like it or you don't. If you haven't seen it, watch it. But for me, on a scale of one to 10, eye popping pins, I have to give the faculty a 7.5. Oh. <gasps> Out of time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever leaned in so far when yeah. you're It's not before. like I said. It's I'm. Pl- I'll it's, fucking take a seven point five. It's not a bad Absolutely. movie, but it is in that MTV era type of right. movies. And not that I have anything against MTV because shit, I grew up with. Oh, that. of course. But they're all kind of a, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Made a, a certain, certain type way. of film. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. Me too. I'm pleasantly surprised. I, like I said, it's I, I don't hate the movie. I yeah. do like it, but I don't love it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's that's. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Well, I love it. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate the faculty, and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at Travis and WH. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, in times when conformity seems like a necessity, it's never more important to be yourself. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned for our thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Woo, yeah. Yeah. You're all class.
Cause uh, yeah. Wow, I didn't even get a courtesy. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Fuck it. You looked so proud of it. Sorry. Edit, edit from here. <laughs> Too goddamn late. <laughs> a special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Huston, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M, Jordan Nash, Kent, and Allison O'Morton. Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Issa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Linda, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, and Bobby Holmes. Thank each and every one of you. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, you all get an A-plus from us no. because In your class. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning back into Podmortem where we are guaranteed to crack you up. <laughs> just caffeine Come. pills. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Come so <on>. are we. <laughs> I'm sorry. Until next time. <laughs>